Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, we have an excellent episode for you today. We have another segment of American Honesty. And as always for these segments, we have our co-hosts. And unfortunately, our boy Andrew Hoffman couldn't be with us today. He is taking a break from the negativity of all the coronavirus talk and the COVID everything. He just needed a, a mental refresh. So that was fine. So we, uh, we had all, obviously, we had Jake Bible with us. And then we brought on Mr. Ethan Franz. So we wanted, I want, well, I wanted to have another reason of opinion and a voice or a voice of reason and another person's opinion because Jake and I can just tend to ramble on and go down a road. So it's always good to have somebody else to kind of bounce things off of. And Ethan's been a, a regular guest and he's great. Everyone loves him. So we, de- we definitely had a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. I couldn't stop smiling the entire time. I may have gotten a little bit who, uh, yeah, who too hopped up on caffeine as uh, I didn't really drink much the entire week. And then I had a uh, can of Black Rifle coffee ready to drink and it had 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. And I was pretty wound up. So stay tuned for that. But without me rambling on anymore, please sit back, strap in and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a special segment that we like to call American Honesty. And as usual for these, I have two co-hosts, but we're missing Andrew, who is the normal co-host, and we have filling in a special guest, Mr. Ethan Frost. Ethan, how you doing, sir? Dude, doing great. Beautiful day today. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on again. I greatly appreciate it. It's always good, again, to have... Some, some more insight and ideas and opinions on the show. It's always good. And then also, for these segments, we also have our other co-host, Jake Bible. Jake, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. So what's going on, boyos? There's certainly lots to talk about with all the things that are going on in society <laughs> and all the uh, um, riot, I mean, um, protests that are going on in <laughs> cities that are burning and everything else. So um, we definitely wanted to talk about some of the controversial topics that are going on but uh uh andrew needed a break because he said it's just a little bit too much negativity right now lots to talk about corona the last few times we've been on really except for the belly up to the bar episode which it was illegal but we still talked about it anyway it got in there yeah wankers yeah but uh so he he needed a break so we brought ethan on and uh we're just gonna kind of rock this bad boy off so back to work (sighs) now oh that's good Yeah. yeah so tuesday i started work so we have to come in with our masks and all that. We do our temperature at the door. They gave us a brown paper bag full of which kind of mask do you want to put on your face? You know, the medical ones, the black one they give you, it's the cloth one. I use my little, like, the neck mask hood thing that my wife bought the nest me. Ma- yeah, neck I don't know what you call them. Thing. It's like a hunting I'm, or I'm for pretty sporting sure, events. I'm pretty sure it's or... called, like, a gator. Is yes. that what it is? Yeah, um, and most people use it for, like, fishing to keep yeah. the UV rays. Yeah. 
Okay. From, yeah. Like bouncing up well, off the water. You can yank it up all the way over your head. You can cover your face all the way up with it or whatever. So we wear them around our neck. And there's like, I don't know, 20 people at work that have them out of the 25 that are working there. You know, is, is your whole, well, it's not an office. Is your whole, um, the plant, plant, the plant, no, no. Okay. No. So, so it's just partial. Yeah. Only some people are. Okay. Now, Cause we have a supply chain basically. And if automotive doesn't fully open back up, then we're not making all the components and everything like that to send out that. At what capacity do you think that your uh, plant's at right now? 25%, 50%? Sure, we'll go with 25 Okay, so we, so you're back to work, but it's still a pretty low percentage. Yeah, and half these departments aren't running and producing all this stuff, and these, these machines aren't turned back on to where nothing's even coming through where I work in the quality lab, where they have to send everything through us at one point where it goes through either the wire checks or we get the final inspection and stuff before it goes out the door. Or like the label checks on the boxes before they get shipped. All that kind of stuff that it's got to come through us. We had one day on Wednesday, we had three jobs. Maybe we had two others throughout the rest of the and week. What's, what's a normal day for you? Uh, depends on what we're getting back from Sherrod's trucks and stuff like that where they played all the parts. But I mean, usually it's 30, but we have five people in there. So I mean... You move the mic just a touch no, closer. Yeah, no problem. But... Like with with all the five people being in there, we can process all kinds of jobs. So it depends on how many it is or what we're getting back throughout the day. I mean, we talking outside. like fifteen? We talking fifty? Well, we we talking for like there's a two day. sides of the labs. So like on the one side of the labs, all the wire and everything, like the hardness checks and yada yada and everything else. And then the other side, we do a lot of the paperwork and the gauges we all put together and stuff like that. So I mean, it could be. It depends if if this job is switching over and they're trading out on this machine they need another machine and new gauges set up they need to bring their order in and we need to make the orders up and like what comes back from the trucks we have to process how many dock audits and label checks we got to do so i mean it's it's different every day okay. so i mean fair enough we got we got three on wednesday and i came in on tuesday so maybe one was there and then thursday and friday there might have been two others so we might have had eight total in the four days that i was there and we've got three people in there right now that one person could knock out eight jobs easily by themselves, no problem. So we've all been like, well, why is there three of us that are back right now? Are you guys uh, cut back on time or are you back full-time? Well, we were working full-time, but okay. if the other apartments aren't running, like some people run a 12-hour shift, like machining, like where I used to be. And they run like a Pittman schedule where it's two 12s and then you're off for two days and then you're back on for two days and then you're off for three days or whatever. It's kind of bounce around. They've only been working eight-hour shifts. You know, some of these machines, it's not even worth starting back up or they can't because we don't need produ production. So yeah, it's a tricky time, I guess, but for oh. sure, it's just funny to see though that, I mean, all the stuff with the social distancing and the signs all over work where it says, you know, everyone entering the building has got to have a mask and all this, that, and the other. And it's like just watching people like we have in public or at work or your friends and family that if somebody is wearing a mask, nobody follows the rules. It's just, it's, it's kind of sad, but now one day I walked in the door, I forgot my socks. I had to run back outside, grab my socks. So I could actually put my work shoes on instead of wearing sandals, you know? And like I was in the door and then back out and I came back in and I just went through the official. I did the temperature thing and everything all over again. And the guy at the door goes, come on, Jake, you can use common sense. You just ran outside for two seconds. And I'm like, I don't want to make anybody mad. I'm doing it all officially. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Simon said to use common sense and do it the right way. And I'm like, if I was using common sense, I wouldn't be wearing this freaking yeah, thing in the first place. There's but a lot of that going on, which is the problem. That was my, I'm like, I'm not going to throw that back. I'm not going to start this at work. It's like, I'll, I'll just come into work and use it. And But, you know, a lot of people wear it halfway on their face and 
nobody's coughing and sneezing right now. So, I mean, it's like a lot of us know we have an immune system. This is how this thing works. So well, I think a lot of people are going to be compromised now because they've been <laughs> sitting at home and doing nothing for months. But that's, uh, that's uh, we're all going to find that out. Yeah. Hey, I've been at jujitsu, so my immune system yeah. is nice and strong. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's what it is. It scares me right now. Yeah, it does. The fact that people, it's now socially acceptable to walk around with something covering your face. Yeah. Oh, I've already that, heard the stories dude. where people went in and robbed stores oh, and banks. Oh my God, that scares the My mom works at a store and she was me. freaking out about that. It's yeah. it's crazy, man, to think it's, about. It's really happened. It has actually happened. Yeah, because yeah, normally in society, <laughs> in, a, in a normal society, you're not allowed to cover your face for obvious reasons. Yeah. Like, you assume if somebody's covering their face, they're coming in to rob you. They're concealing their identity for a purpose. Exactly. That's, it scares the crap out of me, like, you know, and, uh, like, because I, I'm kind of like the exact opposite. Like, I haven't worn a mask. I haven't done any of that I had, stuff. This is my first time. I've, I've never done you it know. until work made me. And, and, yeah. and obviously, you're doing what you got to do to, yeah. to, you know, go to work go every to work. day. You know, yeah, you yeah. got to pay bills, too. I get that. Yeah. You know, but, uh, man, I, I haven't. Obviously, there are certain things that legally prevent me from concealing my identity. Uh, it, But it scares me to think that it's socially acceptable. And, and when I have somebody who walks in my store and they have a mask on, like if if they are purchasing a firearm or something, I make them pull it down so I can see their face and and I look at their ID and make sure it's you know actually them or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, and not too many people do come in with one on. You know, but we do. You know, we enforce the social distancing stuff and um, but. It it scares the living crap out of me. How are things going at the shop? Because I know you said you like, before we started recording, you said you're working a lot, which is great. Yeah, it's. And been, I know you guys have been open the whole time, which is awesome. Yeah, I've worked every day. So uh, so how how are things going at the shop right now? Are you guys doing classes again now? Yes. I mean, for, I, for those of you who haven't listened before, uh, go back. There's plenty of episodes with Ethan on, and he he works. Um, well, I guess you own uh, Instruments of Freedom in downtown Worcester with our, our good buddy Jeff, and um, they do what firearms training uh you guys uh, sell firearms now yeah, you're we, class three dealer as well yeah we have our sot um, ffl so we can purchase you know uh firearms we can sell firearms uh we can do class three firearms yeah which uh, was all listed as being essential when all this uh, crap first started happening with the pandemic yeah so, so you've always been at work so yeah. how are things going now because last time we talked you guys were hoping to start classes again but hadn't gotten there yet yeah so uh Yes, I have been teaching classes again, and I've been teaching anywhere between three and five a week. Good. It's been That intense. is great. Um, I, I'd say that the average is probably three classes a week with anywhere from five to ten students in each class. Um, I think with the whole coronavirus and then on top of it, the uh, protesting, as we would call it, um, make people realize that their government isn't going to protect them the way they think it's going to. Um, especially with the people who have, you know, been like, Hey, we want to disband the police. Um, and that's one subject I do want to touch on is the Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Out and there in see, I, I, I heard about that, but I don't yeah. know too much about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. There's yeah, still plenty so, of time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been getting back to that regular flow. And when I start every class, I like to ask the students, what brings you here? What's, what's your purpose for being here? You know, because you can kind of generally gauge how interested they're actually going to be throughout the day. If they have a good reason for being there. Um, they've all pretty much said the same thing. It's a scary time. It's yeah. a scary world right now. For sure. And I think it's going to get scarier in the next two or three years. Absolutely. Here. 
Cause I like, do too. Like this is just the beginning. I think that the effects from this will last into, into a few years. And I think people will start to get a little bit more desperate than they have been. And time, times have been great. You know, but if, if things haven't been great for you, things are really tough. And now they're even like more ex- like extraordinarily tough. I mean, it's yeah. just uh, who, who knows what's going to happen. But I mean, time will tell at this point. Yeah. And it's it's funny to watch this, too, because a couple of years ago when the running of the election was going on and guys were over here from other countries and they were working on our machines. Guys for your work. Yes, yeah. yes, sorry. And they're working on the machines and stuff or helping us with things. They're all talking, you know, what they know about Donald Trump and this, that, and the other. Oh, if Donald Trump gets elected, it's going to be World War III. I'm like, you guys are crazy. It's not going to be World War III. But we would talk about people that live here saying we could see a civil war happening here real fast because just the way that the shit has been going or whatever, the discourse. And, like, I don't think people are that divided when I go out in my life and I see people. But then when we start talking to people about stuff or you get on Facebook or whatever, Twitter and all that, it really looks like it. Well, yeah, but you have to remember – most people are pretty reasonable. Right. And the only people you're hearing about online and social media and the news and everything else right. is the screaming minority. Right. This and that's on either being, side, yeah. right or left. They're both yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. The idea is to be somewhat centrist. Yes. Right? That's, that's yeah. the whole idea. It's like, like me, I tend to be more conservative, but I'm very liberal on a lot of different things. And, yeah. and, and I try to be respectful of what other people think. Now, granted, there are certain things I'm just not going to change my mind on. But mostly I try to be open and listen to what they have to say and think about it from their point of view. It still may not change my mind, but hopefully it makes me a little bit more empathetic. And I think that's how most people are. But if you get online, that doesn't sell. So all you hear is the crap and the whatever from this side. A great example of this is uh, Ben Shapiro. Right, I've been listening to a little bit of his podcast to try to get some more news and stuff coming in because I get most of my news from podcasts. And I like the fact that he talks about stuff right and left. He obviously is very much right-leaning yeah. and he has his opinions, but he still talks about everything and just throws it out there. And I appreciate that. Right. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he talks about, but that's okay. Right. It's just news, right? But I remember he was talking to Jocko Willink. And Jocko, uh, obviously, if, if people who don't know, he's an awesome podcast. You should definitely go check that out. And and he said that he, he goes around and he teaches leadership to different companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his own company, Echelon Front, I believe. And so he sees, like, the people, like, all around the U.S. And he's always traveling. He's always talking. He's talking to businesses. He's doing retreats with people listening to his podcast. He's doing all that kind of stuff. And he's like, Ben, it's like – the stuff that you hear about and the people that threaten you and yeah. threaten to come and murder your family and do all these things it's like online. online. It's like, yep. that's not people. Like yeah. the people that I meet, they're very much like middle of the road. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's one of the reasons why I said um, before this election started, this election cycle for what, the, the tw- is it this year? So it would be the 2020 election. 2020 election. And uh, I, was, I, I keep thinking it's going to be next year because everything is <laughs> such a like, weird pushed year. Out. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. But it's like, but it's, it's like it's super easy to beat Donald Trump if the Democrats wanted to do that. Like you just put in somebody pretty reasonable who's decently young, you know, and who, who is who isn't super crazy, and you, he'll get elected in a heartbeat because you, you'll win the swing vote. But what they're doing is like they're doubling down on the the screaming minority that yeah, like yep. they're filling up the Twitter and the Instagram and all the message boards and all that kind of stuff. And it's like that's not going to cut it, right? You know, like, it, it'd be super easy to beat him, but they're not going to do it because now they've elected, like, an old guy who can barely remember his fucking name. It's Crazy like, Joe. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? <laughs> but that's what, that's what, 
like you were saying with, with the Ben Shapiro thing, I, I like to listen to Joe Rogan, who's great at podcasting and talking and having conversations with people. And again, that's what I love doing now. I've, I've The last few years of my life, I've pushed towards that. But like everything you're doing, this all helps out. But then like Dave Rubin, who is a liberal man that has turned more libertarian now. It's a gay dude that like he's just. I've, he, I've heard his name. Yeah. Who is he? Um, he does podcasts and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, but I mean, but what's his background? He used to be a comedian, but okay. then he got into the political stuff. And then I think, I don't know who exactly he works for now other than himself and at home and all that, but he set up in his basement or his nice. garage or whatever. We did like what you're doing, yeah. right? but he's more middle now and he's also came more middle. And like, I started off as an 18 year old, just of my family background or whatever, where I was full on Republican, conservative, whatever. And as he got older, like that saying is you're supposed to learn and, you know, be knowledgeable and be educated the more you learn and you get older like i've leaned more towards the middle like libertarian all that so that's why i relate with him a lot because he was more on an extreme side came more middle i was more on extreme side came more middle but i also listen to ben shapiro so i get the the left the right the center and i listen to the left right center podcast Good. and i like to have these conversations with people just to but have that's the mind. idea you, you want yeah, to be that's well what rounded. i'm trying for yeah and then so when we put these things on facebook like the way i see it is like you got the extreme left butt cheeks, the extreme right butt cheeks, and then the assholes in the middle, they're the ones getting screwed and shit on all the time, <laughs> which Jesus. is us. And, yes, insert your Andrew comment here because I know he would. So, I mean, like, yes, the asshole's in the middle. But, like, we, most everybody that I know, most everybody that's in my life, most everybody that we're friends with on Facebook or whatever else, it's like just the people that are, in my mind, normal. They're not wackos or, you know, extremes, whatever. They are the ones that are getting screwed every time. We're the ones that are the blue collar, whatever, well, trying to own a small business, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you're just getting shit on by the political people or whatever else with these extreme right left stuff where it's who's getting hurt. You know, like we all got shut down out of work and told we couldn't run our businesses or go to work and this, that and the other. And why? Yeah. You know, if not, you're still working. You're getting paid not that much money to possibly put your life at risk because there's a super virus going around out there. But then it depends on what you believe or don't believe. And then like, well, I mean, just remember, like a lot of people have died from this. So, yeah. And it's, especially people. Right. Who and have I'm not been, down. It's a real yeah, virus. Especially people who like worked at grocery stores and this and that. they're not making dick. For right. Money, but that's what know? I mean. My mom is a, she works at a grocery store yeah. and people are still coming into drug. You know, it's, it's like people in the medical field. Like they signed up for that. They knew what they were getting into. It's so. like being a cop. Man. Exactly. Like, no one made you be a police exactly. officer. So, but, but yeah. The, but the poor schmuck at the grocery store just filling shelves. Like, yeah. But then I feel bad for him. We're the ones that are that that poor schmuck or the people. Again, that's the people in the middle. The the. I don't want to call us all assholes, but we are right in the middle usually. And it's a bad analogy, sir. But I know, but but that's <laughs> what is it like? Ninety-eight or ninety-nine percent of people—that's how we are. Yeah, in in the entire country, but even though it doesn't look like that, you could see it's just, it's crazy because we're always ones getting shit on, and we have good character, and we're not a racist person. All this, that, and the other. So you got this coronavirus bullshit where everybody's tribal and fighting, and then you got this protest stuff where everybody's tribal and fighting now, and it's white and black versus each other again now and it's like we're doing this shit again all over again and like we talked about with todd whatever before where some of us are the greatest people you could ever meet in your life we would help you take a shirt off our back not even know you as a stranger and just freaking stop on the side of the road to help you fix your car or whatever else it is and all this shit and it's like people are scared because of your political beliefs possibly and they're, they're fucking frightened of you because they think that's how the world always is and it's not and it's just, I'm aggravated and upset by it, if you can't tell. We, we couldn't like, tell at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, yeah, go ahead. Keep, keep you got a thought there. Yeah, yeah. so. Well, it, 
what I was going to say was is that you said most of the people you know are that middle of the road. And it's because you feel that way because we are a byproduct of the people we surround ourselves with. Yeah. You know, um, I, I read something one time and it said you are a medium of the five closest people to you. So think of the five closest people to you in your life, period. The people you associate with, five of them on a daily basis. Right. You are an average of all of their good and bad traits. Okay. Kind of like that, yeah. You 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 take on those traits from people whether you inadvertently realize it or not. You know, you do. Um so when we surround ourselves with people who are willing to sit down and discuss and converse and have idea exchanges and not screaming matches, uh that's why we can continue to do those things because we're that that's the kind of person I am, so that's the only kind of people I try to associate with. Well, I mean, it's it's quite simple when you put it that way because it's like you can't have a conversation if um, arguments get elevated or uh, tempers get heated or what Absolutely. have you. Absolutely. Uh, that, 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 goes, that goes with anything in yeah. life. You know, yeah. it's, like, um, it's like to have an argument with your spouse or what have you. It's like as soon as you start raising your voice, like you two both need to be like, hey, let's yeah. calm down. Yep. Let's step away for an hour or something. Let's let's reconvene at a later date. Like I'm getting upset. Let's not talk about this right now. Yep. You know, so it's like if if you don't have friends that you can talk to, like and have a normal conversation and disagree and just be okay with that. Because yep. I've got I've got very, very liberal friends and we disagree on lots of things. You know, but yep. I still love them to death and we have great conversations. Yeah. And and there's I think there's there's absolutely like Great things to take away from that, but it's like mm-hmm. as soon as somebody starts yelling and screaming at me, like whoa, 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 I'm a grown ass man. You're not going to yell at me. Like we're yep. not going to talk about this because first <laughs> of all, it means that you're ignorant about your subject because you can't even articulate like why you yeah, believe what you believe. Yeah, yeah, you're just yelling right. because you've got nothing else that you know how to say. Like it's just like a screaming point that you've heard on uh, on the news yep. or on online on social media or whatever. And it's, well, it's and that's ridiculous. And that's why, like, one of the things I like to do if I know I'm going to have a conversation with somebody that may be controversial or a little bit heated, um, I like to come to them beforehand and just be like, hey, I would like to have this conversation. I think we should take a couple days to set our egos aside, get our opinions prepared. So when we sit down and have this conversation, it's not a screaming match. Right. It is a conversation. That's what it's supposed to be. That's why that's why I made this hat up. I mean, it, it says make conversations great again. Yep. That's the whole point. Of, and it's a red hat. It's a yeah. snapback trucker hat. So it it's a ballsy like a, move. It looks like a MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> if you go out into a large city, you might get maced for wearing that. Well, no, that's the thing. We, we were just in Lexington last week, and I wore it. And the guy that we were staying with, we didn't know at the time, but he was um, a professor of art, I think, something like that down in Lexington there. And you could tell he was more of a liberal guy, but – when I walked towards the bedroom, he thought he saw a MAGA hat. So when we come back out in the living room, we actually had our sit down and talk with the guy and everything like that. My wife goes off to take a shower and everything. So it's just me, him, one-on-one. And it's like, that's a perfect conversation setting is one-on-one. You guys, this is like an Airbnb attention. thanks for staying at yeah. his place. Yeah. And we're thanking him for staying there and talking to him. And he's like, I said, ask him like why he likes doing that. And you no, know, it's because he likes meeting people. I love meeting people. So we have that in common right now. So we're going back and forth. <clears throat> And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I saw the back of your hat. And I'm like, oh, he's a MAGA guy. I'm like, oh, that's okay. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not. And then he kind of looks at me weird. And he's like, yeah, but I saw your hat. I was like, my hat's red with white letters on it, but it says make conversation great again because I love conversation. And he's like, ah, oh, you got me. Like, <laughs> that's kind of why I made the hat up. But at the same time, I don't want to – I want to go out to the protesting people or the people in Medina Square or Wadsworth or whatever and wear this and just walk up to them to either protest with them or talk to them just to talk. 
But I also am like kind of afraid. I don't want to be completely naive. Am I going to get in those people that are just fucking yelling and screaming in my face because they're so pissed off at a red hat with white letters uh, on it where it's like. But it, it, is, it is not just that, sir. You have to understand yeah, human nature. And as, as I've said before, it's like I, I've, I've taken this from this great quote from this very wise man. Um, I believe it was uh, Agent K from Men in Black. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's like a person can be smart, you know, but people pe- people are dumb and panicky. Yeah. And if you get like a big gathering of people like that, especially in the charged environment that we're in right now, yeah. not many good things are going to happen from that. Right. Um, a great example of what, what we're saying here is like, I've got a coworker uh, who is incredibly liberal and uh, she seems like a sweetheart and I, and I, I love her to death. She seems like a great girl. I don't know her incredibly well because she's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's on my team. So, I've gotten to work with her a little bit here and there. And I asked her what she was doing for fun this weekend. And I said, fun, not like yeah. the work stuff that you got to get done or yeah. laundry and Homework, mowing yeah. the grass and do yeah. that kind of shit. Like it's just the yeah. normal everyday humdrum life, right? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing for fun? Yeah. And uh, she said, oh, well, I'm going to Akron to the protests to register people to vote. So she's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, wa- she wants to go and make sure that the people who are upset yeah. are registered to vote so that, that way they can voice their opinion. And that's good. And come right. to ballot time. Absolutely. Right. And she's like, you should come. And I'm like, I don't think that'd be a good idea. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, uh, I think those people are going to see things very differently. you know, And they're not going to be wanting to hear what I have to say about mm-hmm. things. And, right. and unfortunately, being in a situation like that and believing the things that I believe in, like that makes things unsafe for me, right? Because as soon as they realize, like, oh, well, he's not on board, or he believes this, or he's trying to argue the fact, and all of a sudden it's like, I, I could get attacked from like multiple different angles, and who knows? And as soon as like one person right. starts attacking in a situation like that, who knows what's going to jump on? It could be like ten on one, and I'm getting like boot stomped, the herd mutual yeah. mentality. For months, but who knows? But yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's all those people, and that's what they're trying to do. Hopefully, right. they're going out there to peacefully protest. Say what they want to say, get heard, right. you know, and and move on and help shape culture. That's the idea of that. Mm-hmm, but right. unfortunately, around the U.S., that has turned into looting, rioting, burning cities down, right. like multiple arrests, and like yep. they're they're talking about now going like from the cities out in the suburbs and that kind of stuff. And, right. So that's and the police keep telling them, it's "Like I wouldn't do that if I were you." Yeah. Those people have guns. Well, that's what. That's why it's. It's a like Todd talked about before when he was on that he struggles with things like this at work with the mask or not mask and all that. And like I struggle with this is something that like when you came up with this podcast and you talked about coming on to do this because it's uncensored humanity. It's talking to people. And that's exactly what like that's what I live for now. I love this shit. I've done it in the paper and the blog and all this stuff on purpose because I want to talk to as many people as I possibly can. But wearing this hat out, you know, it could be controversial. In my mind, if it's controversial and that starts a conversation, I don't give a shit. That's the whole point of doing this is trying to talk to people. But I've seen videos, listened to podcasts, watched interviews, seen the the news clips or whatever where reporters are getting their ass beat or whatever else all throughout this stuff because somebody has a pissed off mentality and then the herd jumps in on the rest of what yeah. that one person's doing, like what you're saying, and then it's a dangerous situation. Yeah, it's it's just not safe yeah. to be in those kind of situations. So you might like, as well just stay away. Right, so it's like, should, should I go try to start a conversation with these people that are actually trying to get their voice heard and have a thing? Because I want to 
I want to do that. I feel honestly, like that's a helping thing. I mean, in my but... opinion, honestly, if it was a small group of people <clears throat> yeah. and they were peacefully protesting somewhere and you could go and have a discussion, yeah. that'd be one thing. If it's a big protest, that is super dangerous. Yeah, right. You need to stay. Because you don't know you who's going to fly away. off. Yeah, and that's... yeah, because there might be people there yeah. who are just hoodlums looking to go wreck stuff. And right. then as soon as one person starts, another somebody jumps in. Well, and yeah. Before you know it, the mob takes over. With a lot of this rioting and stuff that's happening, there are people who are being paid to simply go and cause destruction. Right. The police and, have done and, that for years. You know? And they, that's a way to like shut down the protests when things get bad. They'll send in people... To, to start kicking in windows or doing whatever, cause minimal damage, but then that gives the police chance to come in and break everything up. Like, it, I mean, it's, you know, with Tactics 101. I mean, it's been done forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't want to think about it that way, but it, it really it really does happen that way. But Well, I guess I would want to see documents on that. <laughs> you're never going to see mean, documents. I'm not, no, I'm yeah, not saying it doesn't yeah, happen. You're I'm never going to see documents like, on that, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand that... that when it comes to clandestine operations and stuff like that, you're never going to find that information, yeah. but somewhere there's a piece of paper that's got that on it. Somewhere. <laughs> no, that, that, that might you. be more of a verbal thing. Like, oh, you go no, in there I and, promise then, you. and we're going to arrest you. Well, nah, and then those people you. get let go all of a sudden. Like, oh, what happened? See, that's like, the thing also with Medina is having protests where it's a smaller amount of people where, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I would feel okay walking well, now, with now, a hat like before this. Before we go too much farther into this, since we're, since we're on the topic, let's yeah. keep going here. Um, what are these protests about? Well, people are people are trying to make a change, is what they're saying. What, what they what, feel what, what caused them, Jake? Well, probably the George Floyd. There thing. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they, I'm, I'm sure that's what sparked all of this. They I feel mean, that there's an injustice done yeah. okay. due to so, a so white officer killing an unarmed so, black man. Right. So that's what happened. Right. So but that, but named, this is this is the thing that I want to talk well, about. Hold though. on a second. Yeah. So there's a gentleman named George Floyd. Yes. Yeah. Who um, a police officer knelt on his neck. Yeah. And he, and he died. It was a, yeah. it was a he was a black man. It was a white officer who was kneeling on his neck. And they were trying to get him subdued, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was there was absolutely no reason. There's no protocol, no SOPs, no nothing yeah. for a police officer to be kneeling on somebody's neck for that long. That is absolutely ridiculous. No, that's, yeah. that cop now, should be. He, he, should, he should have actions brought against him. Like absolutely. Murder charges, that's a little rough, but it's possible. Um, but when the prosecution didn't press charges at the beginning is what everyone's that, protesting But that's normal. Now, See, so, but yeah. People don't understand like how police officers work. It's like. When when there's when there's a shooting or something else happens, you get put on leave. Yeah. And then there's an investigation internally mm-hmm. that happens to see did you break yeah. protocol? Did you? And there's all kinds of video evidence now between body cams and cruiser cams right. and the cameras that are everywhere watching our every moves. Right. So there's plenty of evidence to find. So they'll find out. Okay, did you break procedure? Did you do something wrong? Was this malicious intent? Um, like all these kind of things, and that's what happens. And and the mob gets all mad, and so we want action now. This is mm-hmm. ridiculous. So what they do? They fired him, yeah. brought charges against him. Now I believe that they've trumped up the charges and made them even worse than they were originally. And he's on a brought million to, dollar bond. Brought it up to like like murder two or something like that. It's a million dollar and, bond. Also. And unfortunately, if I understand yeah. correctly, I don't know all the details. <clears throat> it might be an easier way for him to get off. Yeah, because like you can't really prove some of those things with uh, especially with the evidence that's there. Well, who knows? I don't know. I do know specifically with the murder to charge that is that's murder, uh, not premeditated. Oh, it's not premeditated. Yes, I thought so, it was. no, murder one is premeditated. Okay, murder because you because originally it was murder three, was it not? I believe like unintentional. So. I believe so. More, well, more that, like it's maybe like more like that manslaughter. Would, that would be like aggravated homicide. Okay, or uh, um, uh. Un- unintentional homicide basically uh so and then after that would be you know un 
unplanned murder. I don't know the, I can't think of the legal term off the top of my head right now, but I believe that murder one is premeditated murder because that's the highest of the murder charges because you planned and determined and said, I am going to kill this person. Yes. That's so I think that's why they changed the charges up a little bit because yes, he did. If you look at the, the definition of murder, he did murder that person, but it was unintentional. I don't think that he intentionally did that, but I do think that he should be charged to the fullest extent of the law because of his actions. Absolutely. And, yeah. and like the police officers have what, no... 90, 99% of people that live here do, or 99.9% of people that live here do. Yeah, they, they, they shouldn't have any more right. rights than the average civilian yeah. has. You know, and yeah. it's like if they do something wrong, they need to be punished. But normally yep. what happens again is they get put on leave, there's an investigation, yeah. and then the charges come out later. It seems weird to me that they instantly fired him and put him on these all these charges to try to f- subdue the screaming mob that is the society. And it's just like, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, m- maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. Maybe it's my conspiracy theory mind running a little crazy, which is certainly a possibility. But it's just, but it is what it is. And, that, and that's what's going on. But you're mm-hmm. allowed to ask questions. Of course. And that's the thing is, just asking questions about this kind of stuff, people automatically throw you in, well, you questioned it. You're a racist. Like I never said anything about supporting but, what the cops are doing. I asked you a question because I want to have yeah, that but, but conversation. But again, that just boils down to the yeah. fact that they can't have a logical conversation about what's going on. But we're on. running into more people like that that we keep finding that are just bend over and accept it instead of asking questions so that you can think about it and then we can discuss it and then we can think about it. So we go, what's the proper way for us to go about this as together, united? Yes. People don't want to do that. No, of course. And I hate the fact that Grown up my entire life playing sports with dudes that are other colors or whatever. Have family that are biracial, you know, work with coworkers that are all. And then when this kind of shit happens every year, now like certain text messages getting sent out and whatnot, and one of the guys at work always sends a little black power fist after every, like his little message or whatever. And it's like, are you being an asshole and doing that on purpose? Or are you just like, you're fully in support right now? And like I've talked about before where the guy, the, the, whatever the guy on ESPN or whatever got fired for saying another black dude in the NFL wasn't a real brother. Cause he was a cornball brother and all this kind of shit. And like, that's a whole nother podcast or talks right there. But it's like, I think about this kind of stuff. Like you've never sent me that message before in a text or whatever. You've never put that little emoji up and all this, but now you are. And I'm not a person to judge a person by the color of their skin. And he knows that. So I'm like, are you being a dick right now? And then he laughs about it or sends me a smiley face. And I'm like, you're being a dick about it. <laughs> that's what I mean. But, it's I, like, but I do think we have to be able to laugh about it. Yeah, but that's like, the problem. It, it, is so in many a way, people don't do because, that. You know, there are so many things that, you know, in a, a comedy aspect of things are considered controversial and or offensive. I'm yeah. sure that there are certain jokes that people would say to me that I would find offensive. But I wouldn't tell them, you can't say that because that's offensive. Right. I would just say, all right, but I don't like that. I'm not going to listen to you. And I just move on. But I'm sure there's things that I would think are funny that other people find offensive. Right. You can't laugh at one thing and not laugh at another because it's offensive. That's hypocritical. We have to be able to make fun of everything or nothing at all. And if we can't laugh at, at life and have fun and joke, right. you know, What's the point, man? Well, we've asked that many times, and that's the thing, is asking that question. There's so many times we've asked that, what's the point like that? Like, I wear a T-shirt that says, you find it offensive, I find it funny, that's why I'm happier than you. Mm -hmm. That's how my personality is and my life is. I use humor for everything, even the shitty, tragic stuff. I try to laugh at it because 
I've been through some shitty, tragic stuff. Well, and you, I've had you've got to gotta find off. the humor in life. Yeah. If not, life is just way too sad. But the fact that like all this shit that you see on social media or the crap that people share that, again, I've talked to my wife about this where it aggravates me so much when all year long throughout whatever else, somebody is never active on these things. They don't protest or do anything like this. They don't go out and like you can listen to them tell stories and they've never done this thing. But then the minute the news tells you it is a serious thing and everybody's protesting. Then we see more and more of this. Then it's fucking share, 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 share. And it's just, it's like the copycat, whatever. Like, where was all this for you from the last five years of your life? Like, well, maybe this is what sparked me. I'm like, well, a lot of these things that have been with like the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that over the past few years where people always get into bringing up this name and then that name. And, that name, and then they go, Michael Brown. I'm like. I don't want to hear about this stuff because that kid walked into a fucking store, assaulted a guy, stole his shit, and then walked outside, ended up getting shot. And like in my mind, you don't do that kind of stuff if you don't want to have a police enter or altercation. That that's how I fix the problem. If you don't want to have a kid and have an abortion, don't have sex. That's just how some of us think about it. But it's like people that use that kind of logic or common sense in their mind. Like it's been a fight with me and my wife at one point over the abortion thing like that because. It's like if if we're really afraid of it and we're married and we've been together for 11 years and this, that, and the other, then maybe we shouldn't have sex or maybe we should use every bit of protection or whatever to make sure that that doesn't happen because that would be something that I'd be really mad about if, you know, like a situation you're with somebody for 20 years of your life or however long Andrew's been with his lady and like she went and had an abortion behind your back. Would you guys probably get in a huge fight about that? I'm thinking that might happen. You know, it's like it's like stuff like that where we don't all think the same. You know, and like, like this stuff is people start lumping all these people that have done some criminal shitty activity things into, well, he was a black guy and he died, but he was doing a criminal activity when he died. So don't put him in with the innocent ones that might have been. Well, yeah, but I mean, it aggravates. We also have to remember, like, you know, sharing stuff on social media isn't a good way to get involved about things. Like, again, you need to have good conversations with people. Mm -hmm. You need to bring awareness. But those are the people who scream the most. Of course. Yeah. But but then it's like it's because it's from the safety of their own home and nobody else can talk back or anonymity of the keyboard. Do anything back to them. That's that's what becomes. It's, It's a cowardly act. Right. Like if you're gonna do something, put your name on it. Right. Now, that that was the one great thing that I did like about like the Facebook uh, generation is instead of like just being a random, hey, I'm username whatever whatever number yeah. ninety four. Yeah. It's like no, this is my name. This right. is what I said. Right. You mm-hmm. know, so and I like having your name attached to things. That, that well, that, that's that's why it's that's cool on thing. Facebook because you can see their picture and their profile and you know who this person is. But that's why, like I said, if you know them yourself and they never protest, they never. Like, I use my Facebook for the protest and political stuff or whatever, and I share this to get opinions and conversations going and all that. And, like, people that never do this, it's always selfies of me, 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 or whatever, and all these things like we've talked about before. Well, most of those people have moved on to Instagram now. Yeah. Facebook is, like, for the older generation showing pictures of their yeah, grandkids. Yeah, right, and, I know. And, st- but, and stealing <laughs> the, uh, the, the the privacy of, the, of their grandkids and putting them online it's just, forever, it's, which is always it's crazy, bad. though. But just surprise, seems... surprise, surprise, we're getting way off yeah. into the weeds. So all these protests are starting because yeah. <laughs> a gentleman named George Floyd, again, died. Um, now, granted, I did read somewhere that there, uh, the original autopsy came back that he did not die of asphyxiation, yeah. but drug overdose. Um, but then another um, uh, medical professional came in and said, no, it was a fix- asphyxiation. So 
who knows what's really going on. I have no idea. I'm not a medical professional. No. But we, we can all agree, though, is that the police officer was kneeling on his neck for eight fucking minutes. Yeah, who does that? Was, that was incredibly wrong. Yeah. And he needs to be punished for that. End of story. Yeah, absolutely. There but, was plenty so, of time for him to roll him on his side or sit him up uh, again, or put him in a cruiser. It especially is, after your subject has been handcuffed. Yeah, and it's, again, it is not an SOP. You do not do that. Once no. once he is subdued, once he, the cuffs are on, yeah. you've got three other officers there. And the, you that's guys the accountability. Up. Where's you the guys, accountability? Yeah. You guys pick yeah. him up and stuff him in the back of that yeah. cruiser. All right, or the, wait for the paddy wagon or whatever it is you guys transport hmm. prisoners with. doesn't matter. Um, so, so that sparked a bunch of outrage, obviously, yeah. around the country. Yep. And people have been rioting. I believe they started, what, like Seattle? Is, is that where it all happened? Yeah, so... I'm not sure if that's where it started. No, the incident happened in uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and so I, I know that a lot of it stemmed from Minneapolis, but the one thing that, that has really sparked a lot of controversy right now is Seattle, Washington, up there in the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which yeah. is called CHAZ. And so essentially what, a, what happened is a bunch of uh, – Protesters, rioters, whatever you would like to um, label terrorists, them. Terrorists, sir. Terrorists. Okay. Um, seven blocks. Yeah, six yeah. or seven yeah. square block area of downtown Seattle. They have taken over, and they are now controlling, and they have made a list of demands that they are requiring to be met. Uh, and if those demands are met, they'll turn that area back over to the city. Because um, they labeled it originally a no police zone, correct? I believe so. The, yes, the mayor. The mayor told the police to stay out of there. Yeah, and so which basically, to me is a cowardly move. Yes, but okay. The mayor law of Seattle is cowardly, and everybody that lives there talks about it constantly. Law enforcement so. has now been essentially deemed don't go there. You know, that's that's a, a no fly zone. I mean, for dare, law dare I say, if if some terrorist organization comes in and takes over your town, or parts of your town, or anything, a, a building, a bank, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, your job as a police officer should be to go in there and rectify that situation. Yeah. Whether that's talk them all out so that there's no bloodshed and no gunfire, what have you. I get it. If not, you've got to send in the troops. Yep. I mean, this is just what happens. I mean, we, we've all seen movies where, like, the terrorist comes in, they, they hold a bank hostage, and they're drilling up the, the key lock mm -hmm. boxes and taking all the jewelry and doing all this kind of stuff. We're like, Whereas, obviously, that's all glorified for Hollywood and everything else. Yeah. But. If a situation like that happens, when they come in and say, no, you can't come in, cops, and we're going to do our thing, and this is our area, and we've got this list of demands, you're going to give us the, the bus, it's going to take us to the airport with a fully yeah. you know, filled jet with, uh, to go to our destination, yeah. blah, blah, yep. blah, blah, whatever, and I need pink elephants and, and lots of peeps, you know? It's, yep. All the it's, demands, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. who doesn't love yep. those marshmallow duckies or whatever it is that they are? <laughs> it's like, so, if that's what's going on, it's like, it's simple. You go in there and you take your property back. This is what, it's what you do. Well, here's where I see the issue because a lot of what we're talking about is people protesting against police brutality, right? Yeah. Or what they perceive as police brutality. Um, I think that's uh, another conversation. Yeah, but, but like we just said, again, we can all agree. Anybody with a, a reasonable mind can agree that what that police officer did was not okay. Yeah, it's over, I'm not, it's over and above what he should have done as his job. I'm not arguing no, that of course, at all. Absolutely. I agree with you absolutely. 110%. Um, what we need to do is try to come to peaceful terms because, and it's, you know, a big thing I think had a lot to do with this is the uh, Waco series that people were watching on Netflix. 
You know, did you either of you guys watch that? I did not. Watch no. it. It'll m- just watch it. Okay. No, no. Waco, Texas. Give like a 30,000 foot view of what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. So I believe it was the early 90s, 92. Uh, there was a few incidents that happened that were involving the federal government and. Uh, it ultimately resulted in people feeling as though the federal government was way overstepping oh, yeah, their yeah, bounds. Yeah, was it like a, yeah, yeah. Was okay. it like a cult thing? Well, you know, like a big um, found land. Depends how you like a, depends who you yeah, ask. Yeah, depends on, that on which one. side you're looking. If at you ask there, me, yeah. it was a fucking cult because yeah. that guy was having sex with little kids and yeah. shit, and that guy deserved everything yeah. he got. But they, if you I, ask other people, they'll tell you, you know, it was just a peaceful gathering of people who were creating their own little sub society, like and, a commune kind yeah, of thing. And that they were just doing their thing and they were living their lives and they they weren't hurting anybody. Okay, that is certainly a cult, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was doing it how he wanted so, it. And, so basically, yeah. if I understand that story correctly, I mean, remember from way back in the day, uh, federal agents came to like serve him something. He ended up shooting them. So they, they, they brought in like more people and they ended up just they had so pretty they, much coming in with tanks and shit. And they attempted the to yeah. insert an undercover officer with them to try to get them caught with illegal firearms. Okay. That's essentially what was happening yeah. because they had reports and intel saying that this guy was buying, selling, transporting illegal firearms. So they get involved with that. They try to embed this undercover guy with them. And he kind of starts to see the light, and he's now kind of fallen in with with uh, uh, the gentleman. And uh, so he's kind of trying to express to the to his agencies, like, no, look, these guys aren't who you think they are, blah, 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 and they kind of ignore him. And it gets to the point where uh, the FBI negotiator and the leader, or the head FBI negotiator and the leader of the ATF or FBI tactical team were starting to have clashes. Yeah. The FBI negotiators like, you just need to give me a little more time. I'm working with these people. I'm getting them what they need. We can get this done peacefully. So essentially, one of the things that I remember they did is they gave them milk and ice cream and stuff, you know, food for the kids and the people who were living in there. Uh, the head FBI negotiator did. Several hours later, the tactical team leader cuts the power off to the facility. So one of the phone calls that that Dave Goresh, I believe it was his name, yeah. um, has with the head negotiator was, you're a fucking piece of shit. You gave me milk and ice cream, and then three hours later, turn the electricity off so the milk goes bad. So every bit of respect that the head FBI negotiator was gaining with them to try to come to end, you know, end this peacefully, the tactical team leader would step in and basically just sweep that rug out from underneath his feet. Which, which unfortunately, I kind of understand because in his mind, like he's a hammer. Yeah, to his him, job is to, to him. Be everything the looks like nails. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like he's not there to make friends. He's there to do his job. You know, and it's like and yeah. So, but as because of my job and the things I do for a living, one of the hardest things for me to do was to watch that that interaction between those two characters because I'm like, man, I see the head negotiator side. Yeah, you, you know, he, you, you see don't it from both points. We don't want to as, as a human. We all see it from the the. Uh, Peaceful the negotiator side, side. Yeah. like we want this to come like again let's let's talk let's be civil let's come to terms let's figure things out whereas like the the tactical guy is like uh screw these assholes we're gonna go in and we're gonna take care of business yeah we're here to do a job my job is to to be the hammer yeah that's yeah. time to start pounding nails is yeah. wake go the one where they ended the government settled with the family at the end of it no the other one okay no, so they, that's not the wake one. no they 
supposedly the government is the one that burned the place down yeah. and killed all these innocent well, if people. If I remember, like, the they went in with, like, tanks and shit. And yeah. was, well, was, they did. bad news. It, but it was, yeah. But nonetheless. So we're getting off in the weeds a little bit there. <laughs> so but. I think that the because people, that information is being brought back up again and people are seeing, you know, government distrust, you know, they're like, oh, you know, hey, man, Big Brother's always watching, you know. And so now people are kind of like, uh, you know, the government's always out to get you and, you know, you got to do what you can to stay away from Big Brother. And, and I think that has a lot to do with what's going on with our current uh, uh, situation uh, because people have this extreme distrust of the government, which we all should. That's what makes us – we are the government. Yeah. We should be the government. Should be, the people yeah, should, be. For, should be the government, but right? Ideally, yes, but I don't think it works that way anymore. But that's why people are having the attitudes and decision making, you know, processes that they are right now. I think that has a lot to do with it is because they're seeing this information as being refreshed. You know, right. ha, uh, you know, I was only a year old when Waco happened. I'm only 29. You know, that was 92. So that was what, 28 years ago. That's a, you know, I mean, to think about any, any one of us sitting at that table, do you, do you guys remember watching that on TV? No, I was, I was pretty young. Yeah. yeah. But I, you see what I'm getting at? So there's a generation of people who don't know about that. Yeah. I remember, or I remember hearing remember about those it. Yeah. Things. It's, it's like, you yeah, know, as a six year old, you might've heard that or mom and them might've watched it on the news. And yeah. You know, the things or, or the books might've you know, had it in there briefly. Ruby, but, yeah. Ruby Ridge was Ruby Ridge an, might be another what incident. I'm thinking of. No, they killed those people too. All right, which that one, was a big which deal. One, one of them they settled that, with the family after they murdered them, though, and stuff like that happened. I listened to too many freaking podcasts. I don't I think, think but. you mean – so recently there was a cattle farmer out in New Mexico, I believe. Yeah. And the federal government stepped in. They're like, hey, this is our property. He's like, no, fuck you. This is my property. I've owned this property for years. You're right. not taking it from me. And the government kind of stepped in and was trying to have a show of force. And but, but basically the, the townspeople gathered around this guy yeah. and was like, Nope, you're not taking this cattle yeah. farmer's land. Yeah. And that resulted in them being able to work out a deal, and he got to keep his land. Right, but that's the thing with these protests now is we can't get everybody now together in a unified thing. We're, there's certain factions of people that are unified, but then there's other people that are like, every protester and every rioter is just evil. They're all, even well, though they might be protesting something that's logical. It the What made... That situation, the most recent one, I can't, I can't remember that guy's name. I want to say Gunderson, but I know that's a character from a video game that I played years ago. Who <laughs> was a cattle farmer in the game? All right, but uh, I can't remember that gentleman's name. But what made that a successful outcome is the fact that it was the people yeah. versus the government. Yeah, but they band together and yeah, it was it wasn't it people, people yeah. versus people. Yeah, it wasn't civilian versus civilian. Yeah, it that's was civilian now, versus government, yeah. and that's how we were able to walk away with that successfully. Right now, what we have is people versus people versus people versus government. You've got a you've got four people in the same right. boxing ring beating the much. shit out of each yeah. other. No, well, what do you mean? Explain that more. So you have your extreme lefts, you have your extreme rights, you have the people in the middle, and then you have. The, the governing authority. Everybody's fighting each other. Everybody is yeah. fighting each other. There's there's no common ground where the extreme left, and the extreme right, and the people in the middle can meet and say, hey, the only way that we can get change for everybody is to head to the top. We're all fighting at the bottom. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing about the whole conversation part is that if you can't get somebody to sit down yes. and have a simple conversation, which is what some people try to do their damnedest to do, 
and I'm trying to start something with just a hat that people might be interested in what it says enough to come up and have a conversation, even just in the store or something, because that's the kind of stuff I like doing. But when you go to these protests, like what I was saying, if you try to get all these, the normal regular people that are protesting, they're actually writing stuff down on a sign or whatever, and they're not out there destroying people's property or punching cars to drive by or whatever. There's normal bystanders. They want to see a change in some set where even if it's just for police brutality, regardless of your skin color, they want to see something because that happens constantly. Not all the time. Not every police officer well, does that. Well, of course that, not. You have to think of the hundreds of yeah. thousands of police interactions that happen every year. Right. And how many I mean, ones that actually make the news that are like so horrible? Yeah. What, maybe two or three a year? Well, not only that, but people don't talk about the good ones. No. Yeah. People don't talk about the cop that right. pulled that elderly couple out of a burning car right. who fell asleep behind the wheel and crashed into a telephone pole. Or Be- because we don't see those on the, even local because nobody news where you fucking you, care. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, unfortunately, the only things you do hear about that are good are like the things maybe on social media where like the, the complaining neighbor calls the police yeah. because yeah. The, 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 the local kids are practicing their, their, their band out of the garage next door yeah. and they're mad. And like the guy yeah. comes over and grabs, the cop comes over, grabs the, the guitar, guitar and starts, starts jamming with it's like, them. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like, yeah. that's what should be doing. It's like now, now kids like, don't play it too loud. Like, stop it at yeah. night. Like, like be reasonable. Like, come on here. Yeah. But yeah. it's like the fact that you like call the police for stuff like that. It's like it's just such a waste of time. It's like like their job should be out to like serve and protect us. Unfortunately, not write tickets to to fund their business. But I understand that's kind of how they have to make money. They've mm-hmm. got to have a budget. I right. understand, but let's be reasonable here. You know, it's like what, what are we what are we doing? But then but, you see these these videos or the the main like people. St- not everybody people still watch the news you know msnbc fox whatever cnn all the those things. places are dying sir they I are mean, di- they are dying but people do watch them and like i was saying before my like my grandma people that are in a nursing home or whatever that some of them have watched three five and eight for so long that's just that's their only news that's the only place that they think you can find news and that's what they watch so then they're only getting a skewed section of how the world works because they're not out living it they're not out doing the stuff like what my wife and I are doing, or you guys are doing, like, running a business, talking to people, traveling, whatever. They're not seeing that part of the world where it's not as bad as it looks on the TV. You know, like, we haven't watched TV for over a decade. We watch streaming services, but we do not watch cable and all that. And there's a great reason behind it, and our lives are that much better for mm-hmm. it. But, like, the way the world's actually working compared to how people think it is, some people have that in their mind because that's all they do is watch the damn TV or the social media things. And then you try to have a conversation with that person and they're totally skewed thinking this isn't how the world works. This is like, yeah, because the news told you that's how the world works. And you're trying to have a conversation with me where you're yelling at me now. Like, I want to have the normal human being conversation. But if their mind is ready and set and dying on that hill because that's the way they think it is. It's not going to work out for us. There, there's so like, certainly some of that. But, how, do we, how do we start but let's, this? But let, let, let's get back to what's going on in Seattle. <laughs> so so how long has it been since the Antifa or whoever took over this part of the city? Um, I think this is going on two weeks. Two maybe. weeks? Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Wow. I don't, know when, it, okay, I don't know when it first and, started and then, or when they determined, hey, you know, we are allowing these people to now control this area. I don't, I don't know that specific okay. date. But, but either way, so... Obviously, the the police want to come to some sort of a peaceful negotiation without having to send in troops yeah. and risk bloodshed and gunfire and everything else. <laughs> Which, if if it keeps going the way it's been going, then it's probably not going to last much longer. Because, and the reason why I say that is because it was very, it was like a couple days into it 
they let some homeless people in, you know, because they're all about acceptance and Took stuff. Took all their food, yeah. Yeah, and these homeless people literally stole all their food and left with it. And so now these people have been on social media literally begging people to bring them uh, vegan meat substitutes, soy, oh, oats, uh, all this stuff. And so... And now, ho- hopefully the uh, police have made a barricade around their barricade to make sure nothing gets in. Um, well, but, what I think is ironic is the fact that the first thing they did after they established this area is they put a fucking wall around it. How ironic is that? See, and again, when I said I listened to Rogan, Ruben, Shapiro, all these things, somebody had one of the Shapiro videos up where he was talking about all these things that they were doing sounded very Trumpian. Yeah. So they're just doing all these things. They hate Mr. Trump. Well, that, that's that's the, that's the exactly hilarious what, thing you hear of, especially if they're asking yeah. like vegan meat substitutes. We can obviously guess where they vote just yeah. based on yeah. that, right? Yep. We can be yeah. real honest about this. And, that, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. They, they like no, what they like. They yeah, have, they're they have, have their, their opinions. Opinion. Exactly. That's what makes this country great. But, you know, it's like it's it's hilarious that they, they stand up against all these things that, you know, that their government does. But then they come in, they take over this little area and essentially take hostage anybody who lives in that area. Yeah. And which to me is just unacceptable 100 percent well I, I know if somebody did that in my town like i wouldn't fend for that it's not gonna happen no like, i wouldn't either like it's it's, just, it's not gonna if you come to my door and say you're you're now under lock and key of this and this is a no cop zone whatever 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 like we're gonna have words it's not gonna yep. be okay right i'll be like you know get off of my property or you know well, yeah. that's the thing is in that in that zone aren't there businesses regular people own and local little small businesses yeah and stuff so there? i mean seven blocks is pretty not so, small. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So one of the videos that I saw that What do was, they do if they're trying was, to get into their own shop, you know? So what I, I saw something that was released, a video that was taken from inside that area, and it's this guy, it's nighttime, and he's, he's spray painting this building. He's putting graffiti on this building. And all these people kind of come up and surround him, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm doing art. And, you know, because they're all about that and free expression and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So they're like, well, hey, this is someone lives here. This is someone's business. And he's like, nobody fucking lives here. Fuck you. You can't stop me. Spraying his graffiti. And, I mean, it turns into this whole big argument. I mean, it, it, the crowd basically turns into another, you know, th- you know us versus them yeah. situation. And it's people who are like, no, nobody lives here. Don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Even if they do, you know, we're, we're expressing ourselves through art and that's, that's okay. You know, because we accept that. And there's another group of people who are like, no, that's wrong. There's people who live here and work here. And this is, this is fucked up. And you, you should like be the doing decent this. human beings. Yeah. Those, well, I don't know if I consider them decent human beings cause they're still in that autonomous zone they're still a part of that organization that's there you are you talking about a group of people in that zone that are telling the other people to stop being as much assholes yeah okay so you're okay so now it's like just adding more people to the boxing ring yeah they're just just, kind of like oh shit maybe what maybe this is fucked up Maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe we shouldn't be destroying and yeah, maybe expressing our own somebody free- else's property. Yeah, but maybe they thought, we shouldn't. They thought do originally, this. though, the people that are arguing them that they belong to the autonomous zone because they hate the police or whatever. So they get in there and then they're like, "Wait, this guy's destroying somebody's innocent property or whatever." And yeah. so now they're f- okay. So yeah. yeah, so now they're realizing what they're doing. They're like, "Oh yeah. man, who the fuck do we let in this place?" Right. You know. And so I thought that was kind of ironic, and then it turned into a. Uh, a, a brawl basically yeah. there's some guy i'm not sure how to pronounce his name riz rion or something he's a uh rapper or something and he's from seattle 
And supposedly he is now the warlord or the head of this autonomous zone, and he's there. You can hear him in that video. So he's becoming the dictator of the territory. You got a dictator of it, right? You got a dictator. You can hear him in that video to that guy who's spray painting say to him, "I'm the police now." Get out of here. Watch it. It'll blow your mind, bro. No, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because, again, I understand human nature. I know how this works. Yeah. But uh, he saw an opportunity, and so, he took so, it. So, and obviously, that's probably that the here? worst of of all the protests. Because that, that's obviously a form of protest, right? That's, that's the whole idea of this. That's, that's their idea, yes. In, in, but it's, in, their, in it's, their mind, that's what they're doing. So, obviously, there's there's a lot more protests going on around the world, around the world, around the U.S. Mm-hmm. And like, I've heard them hitting most major cities. I know that like they were here up in Cleveland, yeah, last week or something, and then they uh, dispatched the National Guard up mm-hmm. to the east side of Cleveland to kind of quiet things down. Yeah. Um, and I, I had even heard of um, um, small businesses up there where like the protesters, rioters, were were coming down the street, looting and rioting yeah. and breaking windows and doing all these things. And um, and these people were like, "No, this is my business. You're not going to do that." Like mm-hmm. they were like stand, standing out front, standing yeah, out, yeah. outside yep. with firearms, well, shotguns, or what have you. And, and they should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You like know? they have the right to protect their absolutely. property and their lives because that's what's at risk here. And but, and it's like if if the police aren't going to come in and do their job and disband these these thugs, right. then like I believe that the people should have the right to protect themselves yep. and their property. And unfortunately, with Ohio Castle Doctrine, it's not quite that easy. Yeah. Uh, if it were Texas, it'd be a little bit easier. But nonetheless, um, but the riders would come down and would see these like people with firearms, like, well, fuck that, we got to get out of here. They've got guns. Yeah. Holy shit, they run. Yeah. I, I heard this story. I do not know where it was. Apparently, uh, the police, uh, like SWAT vehicle or whatever it was, probably like an old like ambulance or something, yeah. right? Like a like a big like bread truck kind of looking thing, mm-hmm. was like driving down into like one of these areas. I don't know what city it was in or what have you. Uh, but apparently this lady, the protester, had, like, thrown herself up on the hood. It was like, stop, don't move, you can't go any farther, and was standing right in front of him, wouldn't let him pass and doing those things. And uh, apparently the police officers got out of the back, uh, got down and, like, urban prone, like, underneath the vehicle, and were shooting, like, rubber bullets at her feet. <laughs> okay, so they're non-lethal. It's going to hurt like yeah. hell. But, like, at worst-case scenario, you might break a foot bone or something, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, basically, it's, it's going to hurt like hell. And so basically, she got hit a couple times. Like, holy shit, they're shooting at me! And the whole place like scattered, and yeah. like ran away. Yeah. And it's like, it's like it's pretty simple to handle these people. You just have to like go in and break up the stuff before it gets too bad. Yeah. Because I've got family that lived down in uh, Texas, and I guess the riots were really bad down there. Yeah. I guess like Houston got shut down by the governor. Yeah. Nobody in or out. Declared not quite martial law, but like a, some sort of state of emergency. There we go. Right. So he could bring in the National Guard if things got worse. Mm-hmm. But I know that there were a bunch of riots in Dallas and Austin. I, I would assume San Antonio as well, which is their four big cities. Mm-hmm. But um, but I know personally uh, from talking to the family down there that there were a bunch of people arrested in Dallas for all of the looting and the rioting yeah. and burning things down and breaking windows and uh, who knows what all happened. Not a single person they arrested was from Texas. Yep. So you got people who were coming in. Traveling. To, to, yeah, to other states just to cause havoc. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? I mean, maybe there were people from that town that were out peacefully protesting and wanted to do things by the book well, and just get their voices heard. But then these asshats travel from out of state and come in to, to loot there, and riot and get arrested. Like, what are we doing here? There was a lady who, and I'm not going to reveal my source and how I know this, but... The, uh, this is this actually happened. A lady got arrested in Akron for rioting, looting, doing all that. And upon her arrest, uh, 
uh, they were questioning her. And what she said to them was, yeah, I've been doing this for six years. I've been getting paid to travel around and cause problems for six years. Yeah, because it's, it's people that pay attention. I mean, talk about it. Mm-hmm. They don't just ignore it. Know for a fact that this has been going on because they know stuff like that or a source or a friend or a friend. I hear it all the time at work. There's a couple people that we talk to that, oh, yeah, my cousin did that. Or, like, we have people in our friends and family or our coworkers that we've all heard. I mean, not everybody, but these discussions get had. Yep. We know it's a real thing. It's not just fake conspiracy tinfoil hat stuff. This is true. No, and that's not the only one yeah. that I have been shown yeah. physical evidence that, that is existing. Everybody's got one of these things in their pocket now with a video camera on it. So that's why, again, I wish the news, the real news, would play these um, things. That are, sir, there's no such thing as real I know, news anymore. I know. <laughs> to, to me, I get a lot of things that I enjoy that it's off YouTube or Instagram or whatever else where it's because it's so easy, Facebook Live, for you to pull your phone out and just start taping it where you see, ah, I didn't see any of that before. I didn't see any of that before. And it's like friends of friends or whatever. And it's their friends are just going into fucking stores and tearing shit up or whatever it is. And they're videotaping it and slapping it on their Facebook. And you're like, you just incriminated all your friends, you dumbass. But like it happens and we get to see this because that's real news to me, not the shit that's on the TV. And my grandma and other people, like the people that are stuck on these cable channels, don't get to see this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's where I'm getting my facts from because so-and-so's friend just basically got them in trouble by videotaping them coming out of the store with all this shit in their hand. Like, okay, go for it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to choose to stay away from that shit and not have that problem in my life. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that these protests slash riots, like, stop very soon. Because if not, things are going to yeah. escalate, and they're not going to escalate to a good thing. No. And this autonomous zone or whatever it is needs to be shut down immediately. Yep. The police need to get in there and do their fucking jobs. And arrest all those assholes for taking prisoner all these like free all these all these people. Yep. You are taking away other people's freedoms. That is not okay. It's just it's just it's, ridiculous. It, and that's and it, I know I say it all the time. People say I sound like a broken record because I repeat this. This is why I do what I do. This is why I live the life that I live. This is why I practice the things that I practice. This is why I train with the things that I train with. You know, people think I'm a nut because I like to go to the range and shoot and practice and, and, you know, do these drills and scenarios and hone my skills. And I'm not saying that I do it because I'm paranoid. I like, and I like doing, it. I enjoy it, but I also get to build a skill while enjoying doing a fun activity. But I do it because in the event that I am ever involved in a situation like that, where I have no other option, but to defend myself and my family, the innocence of my family, the innocence of, you know, the people that I care about, you know, the most of my life, I will. And I want to be able to do it successfully. And that's why I push myself the way that I do in in training. And I encourage people to learn how to do those things because look at the world we're living in right yeah. now. And like I'll, we said this the last time that you and Jeff were on. It's like now's a good time to really – take some classes absolutely and, and to learn how to operate your firearms. Because if you've never done that in your life, now is the perfect time. Cause I know a bunch of people as, as we talked about again, last time you, you and Jeff were on, it's like, there's a bunch of people I know that would never have ever thought to have firearms in their house. They were just totally against it. Never going to happen. And then all of a sudden all this stuff starts happening. The pandemic, yeah. the riots, like they're like firearm sales are up well, so that's... much, right? You can't hardly get into stores right now because no. everyone's buying firearms. I've had, and it's like, that's fine. 
I'm glad that you have a tool that can help save your life if you need to use it. But if you don't know how to use it, it's much more dangerous to you and especially everyone else around you. You're a liability. So get some fucking training and not some BS like concealed handgun license like I took that was like 12 hours of reading a book in a class yeah. so the guy doesn't get fired and then shooting a, <laughs> and shooting a pie, pie plate. A pie plate. Not fired. A suit. Excuse me. Yeah. Fired. <laughs> uh, like shooting, <laughs> shooting a pie plate from 15 feet. I could yeah. have done almost blindfolded. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? This isn't training. Yeah. It, I've had more people come into my store and say, I've never owned a gun before in my life. I want to own one and I want to learn how to use it. In the past three months. Hell yeah. But that's I, good because they're yes, coming to the absolutely. right source. Yeah. They're not just going out and buying <laughs> yes. one yeah. and then going, and going home and thinking, well, I'm good now. Well, and that's because I've got a, I've got a I, box of shells and I bought my pistol. I've yeah. never cleaned it. I've never shot it. I don't know how it works, but I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. So I taught a class yesterday, actually, and uh, beginners, all beginners, all people who have very, very seldom ever shot a handgun. Uh, I had a total of six students. I would say there was probably two of them that were rather efficient from the get-go. Um, the state of Ohio requires an eight-hour class. By the end of the day, I had spent 12 hours with those students, including classroom time and range time, not 12 hours each. Just now, this is for a CHL class? Yeah. A concealed handgun license yeah, class. Yeah, concealed handgun license. Uh, did I have to spend the extra four hours with those people? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Absolutely not, because it's why not required I, but why? by the idiots in our government who decide what is is, is not acceptable, which is yeah. ludicrous. Yeah, it drives me crazy. Um, but they needed the help. You could tell that they needed the help. They wanted to learn, so I stuck it out, and I stayed with them. I didn't even eat, I didn't eat, I didn't eat a single meal all day long until I got home, 13 hours later, 14 hours later. Because my my job as an instructor is not to teach the information. My job as an instructor is to get the students to learn the information. There's a there's a, a significant difference between the two, all right. And the fact that I spent four extra hours with those students at the end of that day, every single one of them said that this class was more thorough than I ever anticipated it was going to be. Yeah, but you guys also run what I think is more of like a level one pistol class instead of like an actual CHL class, which just meets the requirements from the state, which is, yeah. what, I, which is what I love because you kind of mix the two together. It's like a, it's like a real basic intro into handguns, right? Yeah, because I think it gets much more um, difficult as you go on. Yeah, you, you guys carry classes, what, for like level three, probably pistol? Yeah, I would. Level four, maybe? Uh, four or five, yeah. yeah. I mean, all the way up to, you know, all, I mean, all kinds of high-speed, low-drag John Wick stuff. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that, if I don't teach them all of those things and they leave my class carrying a gun into public and they hurt somebody because I didn't want to take the extra time to work with them. Failure on your part. That's a yeah. failure on my part. Yeah. yeah that's my responsibility. Um, yeah, you don't want that against your business and your name. No, my job also, is to yeah. teach people to be assets to the public, not a liability. Yep. And I say this to all my students, a firearm is a tool that is designed to save a life by potentially taking another. It is morally and ethically wrong to carry that tool without being properly trained in its use. Yes. All right. That's something like that Andy Stump talks about that a lot. Another great podcast for you people. If you don't listen to Andy Stump, go listen to Andy Stump, uh, who's a for, former Navy SEAL. Um, 
a motivational speaker, wingsuit flyer, crazy asshole. Love that guy. And and uh, and he basically says like let's let's not mix things around. People always talk about like firearms is yeah. like oh it's a tool to protect myself and my family. It's not no let's let's not mix words here. Like it's designed to take lives. Like that's what it's designed for, you know. And and unfortunately in today's day and age, like you could use that to either protect your lives and save yours by taking someone else's. It's like or they could take yours whether whether they have one or not, or, not. or if there's a group of people or whoever it doesn't matter but like the only the only reason you would ever like i always tell people it's like you know because i've got my chl for i've had it forever like when mm-hmm. it first came out like before i even had a firearm even yeah you know and then like then i started training and stuff later just because like i wanted to support that movement in the state like as soon as available like like i was there like game on let's do this thing yep. like i'm all about this you know, and I learned kind of as I went, and I started taking classes with like with you and Jeff, and doing that kind of stuff, and starting some competitive shooting, and getting more out there, and just getting more training and everything. But it's like I've had a bunch of people who are like, "Oh, I bet you want everybody to carry." It's like, no, no, not a, at all. It is a huge responsibility <laughs> that I do not believe that most people will, are ready for. And I always tell people, it's like if I ever draw my weapon, like someone's going to the morgue, whether I am or they are. Like that's the only reason it would ever come out. I wouldn't do it to like. Stop a situation or yeah. stop a robbery or do whatever. Like, I'm not the police. That's you're not only going to do it because your the, life is in Exactly. Jeopardy. Like, that's not my job. It's like, but if it comes out, someone is going to die. Mm-hmm. But that's the purpose of the tool. Yeah. You know, it's like, but let's not mix words. Like, that's okay. Like, I'm not running out there trying to be John Wick or like uh, John Wayne or yeah. whatever and trying to like. Hero you know, guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, th- that is yeah. not, that is not my job. Like, I, I talk about with this to my daughter all the time. It's like, all right, we're in the middle of a store. You know, a big box store. It doesn't yeah. matter whose it is. It doesn't matter. I'm like, I look at our stopper. I say, look at me. It's like, all right, you hear gunfire up front at the registers. Where do you go? How do you get out of the building? What do you do? You know, people with, you know, people with CHLs always think like, oh, well, if there had been a guy there with a CHL, it could have stopped that and saved yeah. lives and this and that. Like, no. Like, the same thing I tell my daughter. Like, how do we get out? It's like, uh, back of the store, there's an entrance right there. We can get out that way. Over there by the produce, we can get out back that yeah. way. Like she's pointing out multiple different ways of where we can get out to avoid going out the front doors. Yeah. And it's like, those are things that I've trained into her. This, to her, it's been a game her whole life. She doesn't know she's getting training. Yeah. The most important one, I believe, I was telling this to a friend the other day. Kind of all hyped up on caffeine. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting all, I'm getting all excited. Um, I, was, I, was talk, I was talking about her, <laughs> talking no, about her good, the other man. day. Uh, it's like, this is the one big thing that I, I love that I've taught my daughter. I, ta- I mm-hmm. teach her to be very self-aware. Uh, yeah, self-aware. Sp- spatial awareness. Like what's yeah. going on around Situational you. Situational There we go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's like, okay, if you're in a parking lot, yep. count the people. And it's a game we play. How many people are in the parking yeah, lot? How many people did you see with a purple shirt? No, no, not, not even just that. For like for me, mm-hmm. it's more of like who's sitting in their car, who's outside of the car, who's walking mm-hmm. in, who's going out. Those are games we play. We'll get into stores, say we'll stop to get ice cream. We'll sit down. I'm like, all right, look at me. Don't look around. How many people are working behind the counter? It's yeah. like, uh, 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 three. Like, nope, there was four because there's one over here by the window. It's like, oh, I missed it. You, you know, know, it's like like little things that she does. Like, she doesn't even think about because it's just been a game her whole yeah. life. She doesn't realize that she's been training to, to be aware yeah. because, I mean, women get abducted. Women get Absolutely. captured and raped and those kind of things happen. But if you're just aware, you can stop almost all of them. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just how it goes. But- Sorry, I got a little side tangent there. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but we've all done it now, so damn all of us. But yeah, but, so. but back back to the point of yeah. the use, it's like the firearms are just a tool, you know. But people want to say that it's not what it's for, like it's not for killing, but it really is, and that's okay if used properly. 
you know, by the the right person in the right situation. Yeah, as as long as it's you know, I mean, as long as it's used to defend, yeah. not offend. Of course, you know, that's, but but that's but that's, but that's why we have laws. Yeah, because exactly. if you if you do that, you will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And not only if you shoot somebody, are you going to get criminal charges brought against you? You're also going to get civil uh, charges. civil charges brought against you from the family. I promise you that. Yeah. So if you shoot someone with your firearm, like you are going to get sued, mm-hmm. period. You you said laws there, and that is something I did want to talk about today with you guys, is where where the fuck is the accountability for said laws or for common sense or for people doing the right thing or whatever? Or these like, How long are we going to let, I'm not saying all cops, because I know a lot of police officers, and I just shared an opinion from one on Facebook the other day trying to get his voice out there to let people know that we're sick of being looked at as evil and they're not but most police officers i know are like the best people no, in no, the world but, he's but we also have to remember at, there are some assholes yeah but he's mad at the fact that through all this stuff the people that jump on the bandwagon stuff to do the copy and paste share whatever the, the they're just fuck cops down with cops, such all this a cowardly together. move yeah though. and and that's why i don't like that but then he let his voice out there and he's worked as a police officer for three decades so like he let he just he left his long post there so i've decided to let everybody else see his words. But like the accountability of a few bad people, again, ruining it for multiple people. And then if we want to go as far up as, you know, the judges, the mayors, the governors, whatever, the presidents, the last two presidents have had an opportunity to unify through all this bullshit, more of us than just like, ah, whatever they say on Twitter or whatever Obama did where it's my son, this, that, and the other, and it's separating people more and more. I, I don't understand why, as a leader of the United States, you didn't try. Because I, I don't watch other speeches and press conferences well, and stuff, but neither one of them came out. And I haven't seen Trump or Obama when he was the president walk down to where all this shit's going on and stand united with people. Why didn't they do that? Or why aren't they doing that? That's my question is try to bring some unity together i don't understand why they're not everyone's just so divided right now like because no nobody wants to give up on their position like yeah. they've said these things and, and they can't have the the courage <laughs> to come out and say you know what I, I was wrong we need to we need to work on these things exactly uh, i was misunderstanding the situation let's let's figure this out together everyone's like willing to die on the hill that they put themselves on yeah and i've seen videos of you know, a police chief or somebody else or whatever, that these people have a position of power where they can come out and say, you know, if a police chief were to, like some people have showed videos where some police chiefs or officers are kneeling with protesters, and some people take that as, we like this because it's unity, and this is the, they're actually with us, nobody's fighting here, whatever else. But then there's others where there's police chiefs and city council members and mayors and whatever other people kissing the feet of other people sitting up on pedestals and on chairs because they're yeah, trying to just that. kiss their ass and we we support you and fully I'm like what is going on in this world right now I'm, I I just it's fucking crazy I don't understand why we're not using this a little bit more and using holding, your head. yeah and holding people more accountable on these things cuz it's it's fucking crazy like it's just well one of the one of the videos that I did see that I really liked was there was an officer, I don't remember where, but there was a, a protest going on. And, you know, there there's, you know, the protesters on this side of the line, and then there's all the cops and riot gear on this side of the line. Uh, there was an officer who, who took off his riot gear. He stripped himself down to a T-shirt, and he walked up to him. He says, what, what can I do for you? And one guy says to him, he says, walk with us. And he says, okay. And they start walking. Yeah. 
You know, he ended that peacefully. Yeah. One man. Yeah. One well, that's all individual it takes. That's all was it takes. able yeah. to show that I care. Tell me what you need. Right. To let me know or to let you know that I care. Right. And that's what he did. And, and it see, changed the whole outcome of that situation. That's why I like the videos where it shows something more in the positive light. It's not just the clickbait shit that's trying to get us to argue and whatever else where like there's, there's protesters that are out there. You see a group of a mob, a cop. Yeah. And then one guy gets over there and starts shoving people back off the police officer because he's not there for that. He was there protesting. Like what you said, where it takes one bad egg and then, if I wear the hat trying to get a conversation. Unfortunately, that's the problem with the mob mentality yeah. is once yeah. one person loses their but then one they're, person, they're cool, yeah. everybody else just kind of follows suit and one jumps in. Attacks, just what one happens. person attacks this guy, and then six people jump on this guy, and then this one taller big dude comes up, and he just starts shoving people off, and he stands over top the cop, feet spread over the guy, shoving people off of him while he's wrestling with the one person yeah, on the ground like or whatever. Yeah, he's screaming at him. He just didn't do getting them wrong. off the cop and getting them back. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's the kind of shit that, well, that shows the unity that I, people have there, but it's like we don't get to see all that, so now everybody just sees the shit, there and was then they're more divided. a picture in Minneapolis of an officer who was in, in the streets in his riot gear and stuff, and, and he got separated from his team. And he got backed into a corner, and there's literally a group of protesters standing around him in like a half horseshoe shape protecting yeah. him from the mob of people that are trying to attack and hurt this guy. And you can just tell by the look on this officer's face. I mean, he is scared shitless. And there's a group of guys in front of him, and they all got their arms linked, you know. And they're saying, we won't let you hurt this guy. We won't let you hurt this officer because he didn't do anything wrong. He's just here to do his job. Right. You guys trying to hurt him make him want to hurt you, you know. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's where everything starts to escalate. Because, again, you know, it's like the police officers are going to protect their own. Absolutely. So if, if you hurt one cop, all the cops are coming in to well, fuck you up. Imagine if you were walking down the street with a group of your buddies. Somebody punched one of your buddies in the head. Would you take that shit? But that's how no, it always goes, probably, though. It's, it's you know, family tribalism, cause, whatever. Because what I try to get people to understand is... Self-defense. Oh, no, it's, yeah. it's not that. It's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's my tribe, yeah. you know. But as far as accountability with cops, I find that as a double-edged sword. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, yes, you... Let's say you've got cop A and cop B, all right? Five years go by. These cops have been on the same cruiser together. They're mm. they're always together. Cop A and cop B, they're always together. They're best friends. They love each other. They're brothers, all right? And then cop A saves cop B's life, you know, because of a shooting or a robbery or a stabbing or whatever. And then cop B, you know, a couple years down the line does something incredibly wrong. There's a moral dilemma with cop A, you know, or I guess I should go back and say, let's say cop A does something wrong because he's the one who saved the life. You know, now cop B has this moral dilemma of, well, this guy saved my life multiple times. How do I justify in my mind telling this guy or turning this guy into the proper authorities when he does something wrong? You guys see what I'm, uh, I'm getting at here? I think so, I'm not yeah. saying it's okay. No, it's certainly not okay. It's not okay at all. But we as human beings also have moral standings that we try to stick by. Yep. And I'm sure that you guys can understand if you saved his life and then he did something that you didn't agree with, would you question it right away or would you maybe take a second to think about it? It's going to be a thing to think about, and that's, again, why I ask questions. Because yeah. that's shit that we fight with in our own mind where it's going to bother us to our core, to our heart or whatever. It's like, that's my brother or whatever. He did this, that, or the other. Yeah. 
That's going to be a hard decision that has but, to be made. But I don't, in mind. I don't think it is a hard decision because <laughs> if if anybody knows me, they'll they'll know that. Like, because Ethan basically pointed to me and said, if I was the one who did some fucked up things after I kind of saved Jake's ass, right? Yeah. It's like I'm the person to be like, no, I need to be called out on my shit. Right. If I did something wrong because I was in a situation, I didn't think about it clearly. Something happened. Like, I want to be the, the first to like say no. Call me out of my shit. I did something because wrong. Because you but are going to expect that. That's how yeah. you think. We don't all think I'll alike. Say because We're that, all so different. That's what separates you from the good from the bad, yeah. though, is because you <laughs> have that mentality. If I mess up, if I make a mistake, I need to be reprimanded for it because that is the proper way of dealing with things. That's what separates you from the bad, those people who don't agree with that. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, you live with that person. You, you eat with that person. You share your deepest, darkest secrets with that person, your fears, your ambitions, your goals, your dreams. Yeah. You share everything with that person. The only thing that you don't actually share with that person is direct bloodline. Some, some do. And, and you live in that environment with people. You, you live with people, and they become a part of you internally. And then something bad happens. And then you have to think, well, do I take the person who's meant so much to me in my life and turn them in or get them in trouble or whatever it is that, you know, you want to call it to then turn around and say, well, they saved my life or, you know, they stopped me from hurting myself or, you know, that time that guy was going to run me over in his car and he pushed me out of the way or, you know, I mean, it could be any number of, of things. And um, that, that right there is so deep with how everyday life things happen. Like this shit happens. So when something like this George Floyd thing happens and then you start questioning all these things that come to it or with it, like people don't, some people don't look at that and they just jump on the mob mentality or whatever. And it's just like, fuck all cops. And it's like, hold on. This guy had a 10 year record of bad things. And him and this dude knew each other before this even happened. Yeah. Maybe he's I mean, held the a grudge. Police officer and George yes. Floyd. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They, 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 they worked together. And they worked together. I believe. Yeah. yeah it was documented. Together. It's documented. And I keep hearing this brought up and they had a beef back 10 years ago and it's happened over. And like, maybe the guy really deep down, honestly, this is the truth of the entire matter. Did everything he could. Once this start this this Floyd guy started coming in and out of the system or whatever, then he's like, Well, you know, that motherfucker wronged me ten years ago. I'm gonna get him back. Maybe that's what happened, and it's not just a white black thing, it's a two guys beefing thing that he fucking took it out on him and he won. And it's a shitty situation, so he needs to pay now. I don't I but don't like ever, maybe that's all that happened. I don't ever believe it's and everybody's ever fighting. Truly been black against white yeah. or cop versus civilian. I if you look at the statistics, it proves that's not the case. Yes, but that's what I'm. You know, it, it's a it's a matter of good versus evil. Yeah, you know what people he did don't was like to look at things act. like that though. They don't. But that's terrible. because it's so easy to label it yeah. as he didn't do it because this guy is a fucking asshole. Right. You know, because he's had it out for this guy. They had a personal issue with each other. Right. He did it because he's a white cop, right. and he, this was a black man. But that's also that's just because it fits somebody's narrative. But that's my point. And, that's and why they can run with it, and they can get clicks online or whatever. Yep. And but that's, that's that's what aggravates me so much is because again, I go back to my personal life and what I've seen. And if you look at just like at work, there's a dude and another dude, and we've gone cabrewing together, work trips, and all this <laughs> like like we've gone, we've hung out, we've worked together for so long, whatever. But now because of all this shit, this whole the fist is coming up in text messages and it's, yeah. it's either a joke or it's not, or you're really doing it just because you're a black dude. And something happened where somebody mentioned a word or said white privilege or something in the, in the office or whatever. And those two were fucking fighting the other day at work. And it's like, you guys 
are cool on every other situation and every other day. And now because of all this bullshit that's going on, because of everything that's being put out there and talked about now, and it's the protesting and all this. And I like over two guys that might've possibly had a man to man beef, regardless of what their skin color was. Now we're all fighting about it. And it's fucking insane because you guys would never do this on a normal day. And now because it's all out there in the news, it's all out there all over the, the social medias and shit, and it's all being protested all around the states or whatever else. And, like, you guys are fighting because someone brought up a word and it just, like that, you guys are at each other's throat at work. Every other day you guys are friends. Every other yeah. day you're cool. And it's like this this is the kind of shit that aggravates the living fuck out of me because I have to deal with this now because I have biracial cousins that if something's said wrong, they're going to flip out. You know, if there's a guy that's a coworker, a friend of mine, family of mine, that, like, you say something wrong – and they take it as like a white versus black thing, which some of us don't even fucking see stuff or the world that way. Other people we're will. All, and we're all just people. Color, yeah. is, color is irrelevant. Yeah. Like some of us yeah. see this, this as the meat shield, the meat wagon or whatever. Yeah. That's all we are. And meat we vehicle, don't give a sir. fucking meat vehicle, meat whatever. Vehicle. Like, <laughs> but that's why I'd like to, the whole character of a person thing that I would, I would be there for you. You're my family first. I would be there for you to help anything out. But, and then you'll just fucking one day you'll leave something up on Facebook where it's like, Fuck all you people that fucking blah, blah, blah. And you might have even voted for Trump. Fuck you, too. And it's like, that's your aunt or that's your cousin or that's your whatever. And it's like, you went right to that card, that flip switch, that yes, fast because again, of all this shit. Yes, but again, that's also cowardless, uh, cowardness like that's on online. Yeah, I know. You, people wouldn't say that in person. No, but that, but that's, that's the online shit is making us all dumber by doing that or whatever. It's just making us fight that's more That's why I've been a lot happier when it's I'm like, off all that yeah. shit. But you can't make everyone get off the no, phone. No, or no, all you that, can't. So. It's, yeah. it's their choice to do so. All right. Yeah. Are there any other things you guys want to bring up with this topic? I got like two other things I want to cover real quick, and we'll kind of wrap this bad boy up. Oh, we're almost done. Oh, oh. man, I'm having we, fun. Well, I know this, this is really good, but we don't want to go too much <laughs> yeah, longer no, because then yeah. people just aren't going to listen. We don't need but a God, this has been a great conversation. Yep. Fuck, I'm loving this. Any other thoughts on the rioting um, and the protests and things with look, that? The only oh. thing I would add to that in particular is if anybody out there is listening to this, love your neighbor. Just love them. Give them a hug. Shake their hand. Get to know them. Treat them with respect. Yeah. Drink a beer with them. Yep. The, Do and, something and, with them. In this day and age, ask them if they need anything. Exactly. Are, are you guys set on everything? Do you need something? Do you need help with you see yard some, work or anything? Or what's going you know, on? And it's a lot. I don't want to keep coming back to the guns thing, but it's a lot easier for me to feel comfortable doing certain things, like stopping alongside the road to check and see if that person who's got their four ways on is okay. Right. Because I know I can defend myself if that situation goes south. So I would encourage people to find things that they can do to protect them so you can interact with people on a, a much larger scale. You know, just two days ago, three days ago, I was on my way to work and on 83 South, which which you guys would know I'm talking about, it's a very dangerous, curvy road. And as I'm coming down and around a curve, there's a guy on his motorcycle just pulled off alongside the road. Very dangerous spot. And I stopped and rolled my window down. I was like, dude, are you okay? You good? You need anything? Like, he was actually just parked just outside my uncle's house. And I was like, if this guy needs something, I'll pull up in the driveway. I'll run down here. We'll push his bike up here. My uncle will be cool with it. I'll call him and let him know what's going on. And I can help get this guy out of a dangerous situation. You know? Just be a nice person. Be a nice fucking person. Be a good neighbor. Love your neighbor. Yeah. So when I say be a good person... I'm I'm going to drill that into people's heads as much as I possibly can because just being a normal, good human being can just calm so much of this shit down that – but you can't make people be a good person, I guess. No. So, I mean, 
People want to be asked. But if you love them, it makes it easier. Yeah. And and when people say there needs to be more love and less hate in this world, it's not as stupid as people think because if we all, just like you said, just love your neighbor. You might have a beef because of your property line or something else or whatever, but you guys can still cook out and drink beer together and talk and bullshit. Yeah. Figure the property line thing out. You might disagree on politics or whatever, but you can figure this shit out. It's like, it's not hard, guys. Like, we can do this. Be and, the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. It's cliche shit that we say all the time. It's been said for a long time, for a while. There's and, a reason why yeah. it's a cliche. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very true. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. Yeah. Have you guys heard of what's going on with Greg Anderson, Officer Greg Anderson? I believe he's from the Seattle area. No. Nope. Huh. Uh, he posted a video uh, taken in his cruiser, and he specifically um, positioned the camera so you couldn't tell what precinct it came from. So it was just a general. Uh, message to all police officers and he was pretty much saying with all this uh pandemic stuff he's like hey cops like you're accountable for what you're doing and mm-hmm. stop enforcing these laws that are unconstitutional and not okay like mm-hmm. don't arrest a mom taking her kids out to a park because the parks are off yeah. limit right now like don't yeah. don't go arrest surfers for going surfing in the ocean you don't own that they can do yep. whatever they want it's like yeah. think use your head do like do the right thing like stop just being you know a um the cog in the wheel yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of these governors who want power. You're, and this told, and that you're because, told what to do. Because unfortunately, that's what's yeah. going on right now is these governors have a little taste of power. And you can tell, and they're loving it. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, we're, I can tell these people what to do, and I can take do all this and that. And like in my mind, this is completely unconstitutional and is total bullshit. Yeah. So if you guys have not listened to Greg Anderson, what's going on? Because I'm pretty sure he's been put on leave because he was instructed by his uh, officials like at his precincts after they told him they were in 100% supportive of, of what he was doing and that they loved it. Um, I'm assuming uh, once the uppity ups got a hold of things and called his boss and the his boss and his boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, you need to take that message down. And he's like, uh, no, sir, I'm not going to do that because I believe in this. And <laughs> I, I haven't watched the uh, video itself of him actually talking, but I listened to a podcast. Um, I actually saw his uh, – is um, a little story on Black Rifle Coffee when I when I was there ordering some uh, ready to drink coffee. Uh, Love those guys, uh, but um, p- little plug. Yeah, but, there you um, go. But he did a, a podcast with Andy Stump, and I listened to it recently, and it was it was really interesting, kind of hearing his thoughts yeah. and what's going on. I just he's, saved it in my Google. <laughs> he's yeah. pretty sure uh, he's going to get fired for this because he was given a direct order from his his boss to take down some social media thing. Which, first of all. It's none of his business, right? right. I mean, he, he did that on his personal account. Granted, he did it on work hours, so maybe there's some well, leeway there. I don't know. The issue with that is when you, as a law enforcement officer, when you get a job, you basically sign a contract, almost like the military, and you basically say, I will do and I will do as you say. All right. Even in your personal life? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You, you essentially okay. sign a contract saying that okay. you are... 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a taking year. Taking your orders. You are taking orders. Yeah, At yeah. any given time, if we call you, you must respond because you are, even though you're off duty, you are still a member. Well, I mean, how many officers of do we, do we all know that always carry their weapons on them outside of work hours anyway because they need to be able to spring into action and stop a situation if they need to, right? I mean, off duty like, cops save lives and do stuff exa- all the time. Exactly. Yeah, like, so time. like they need to do that. That's the job yeah. they signed up for. That's yeah. what they knew yeah. they were doing. Either way, so his, his big boss man called him and said, you need to take this down. I forgot like 400,000 some views, mm-hmm. so many different shares. Like people loving the information. 
You know, because it's, it's basically fighting against tyranny in my mind. Yeah. And uh, he's like, nope, I believe in this. I won't take it down. So most likely he will be fired just yeah. because he disobeyed a direct order from his superiors. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. M- multiple offers are going to come his way. Right. And he's got his moment in the limelight. And it's just, it's just great to hear people that are standing up for what they believe in. Yeah. And it, it brings me back to something I wanted to talk about today. And we'll kind of use this to wrap up a little bit. And this is something that I'm personally struggling with. Like, like you said before, Jake. It's like you just started back work mm-hmm. and they're forcing you to wear masks and take your temperature and do these kind of things and social distance and blah, blah, blah. Which from, nobody, from what, no, it's all ridiculous. Yeah. From, from what all these governors have said, again, because they've gotten a taste of power mm-hmm. and they're just loving it and they're they're running with it. And they, they won't come out and say, oh, well, I was wrong. So you guys are good to do what you want because that would make them look bad because yeah. they're too afraid to come out and say, oh, well, we were wrong. We thought it was really bad, but it's not. We can't, we're not going to use common sense like we should. Um, but this is something that happened to me that I, I wanted to talk about. I'd love to get your guys' opinion and just kind of see where – because my headspace is like I feel like my freedoms are being trampled on. My, my liberty is being taken away mm-hmm. from me, and I don't appreciate that. And I've been trying to fight it, and it was met with some resistance. Um, long story short is I work in the contracting world, so we were deemed essential. Yeah. And I'm working on a bunch of projects like for the state and prisons and um, college campuses with grants and all this kind of money mm-hmm. that's already set aside – and I'm actually worried that our slowdown from all this pandemic is going to happen like next year. So I'm worried that next year I won't have a job because we're going to be so slow from all this shutdown and stuff that had happened. Nonetheless, so we've been working the whole time. Um, when the governor came out and said, hey, everyone that can work from home should work from home. So like half of our office, you know, like a pretty big office, like went home and they were working from home. And that's fine. That's their choice. But I stayed in the office. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be with my boss. Like I knew I was going to get a lot more work done there. I'm not going to be productive at home. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So I've been going in the office. Everything was fine. Well, all of a sudden, after like a month or so, uh, they decided they're going to officially open back up the office again as they were allowed to from the governor um, with, with their uh, dictatorial status or whatever from their tyrants. And they said, okay, you can open up if you do this, 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 and this. And part of that is we have to take our temperatures at home before we come in. Yeah, we have whatever. to wear face coverings. We've got to stay got six, their list. six feet apart. Yeah. Like we, we can't – we have to limit this, the rooms to like – half of what fire code is or whatever yeah. it is, right? All this kind of stupid stuff. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't believe in this. Like, cause we've been working in the office for the last month or month and a half or whatever it was mm-hmm. until they officially opened the office back up. And like we were, nobody was wearing face coverings. We were all talking to each other. We were all touching mm-hmm. each other. We were doing the work we have to do. Like I need to get in, like I need to sit right next to my boss. I can't be six feet away from him and go over drawings and look at stuff yeah. and, and talk about things and work things out. Like, we can't do that. Like, I need to, like, work with him. Right. You know, and it's like, and guess what? In the office, no one gotten sick. No one. Yep. No one went home with the flu. Nothing happened. No big deal. Not even a cold. Nothing. Right? So, all of a sudden, we have to officially open the office back up. And they sent out this document that we had to sign. And it had all the governor's mandates and stuff on it. Yada, yada, yada. You've got to do this and do that. And, like, all these requirements, blah, 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 blah. So, I take this. And I'm like... I don't even want to sign this. This is ridiculous. I don't believe in this. This is this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I as no I knowing the law realized like this is a contract like anything else. It can be modified as I see fit. Mm-hmm. And they can they cannot like it if they want to. That's up to them. So I went through with a red pen and I crossed out everywhere where it said governor's requirements and put requests. Mm-hmm. So there was lots of crossing out and putting requests. And at the bottom it said, you know, there's like this sentences said like a couple sentences obviously it's like okay i have read i will comply and i understand like all mm-hmm. these things dictated by our governor so we can safely open blah 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 whatever i cross all that out and i write in there it's like i have read 
the governor's recommendations for a safe, open workspace or whatever. Uh And then after that, I said, and I will do my best to be respectful of my employees, not employees, my coworkers, Coworkers. excuse me, my coworkers and, and, um, and try not to cause any problems with them. You know, and I literally had went out and bought like a mini fridge to like put at my desk so I could mm-hmm. put my lunch in there. Uh, like I brought in a microwave so I don't have to like go into the, the common areas. Because at my desk, I don't have to wear a face covering. Yeah. That's okay. Right. But I refuse to wear one in general because to me, that seems wrong. I don't believe in that. If somebody wants to, that's their prerogative. That's, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. But I realize that it's ridiculous. It's not helping anything. It's just a form of control and to keep people scared. No, in, I won't in wear my one. Mind. Exactly. Yeah, I won't wear That's, one. Exactly. And I'm, I, I, I'm with I you. I refuse. I'm with you, sir. Yeah. And so, so I did all these things trying to make my life easier. And then HR got involved. Of course, he might have been a little upset about my little marked up sheet thing. Because um, he told, told, told my boss's boss that I need to take home my fridge and it's ridiculous and I can't have it. And there's plenty of room in the fridge to put my stuff. And I'm like, well. But you, you guys are the ones who want us to stay separate. Well, from again, if it was me, like, I was just trying to stay in my area. Yeah, I yeah. was trying to be respectful yeah. of my coworkers. Yeah, you were just trying to do you know, the right which, thing. Yeah, which it wasn't really related to the HR guy. It's not really his fault. No, he's right? just doing like, his job, I told job my boss's too. boss, like, hey, this is why I want to bring it in. This is what's going on. As soon as all this crap's over, I'll take it home. Yeah. Like, I know you don't want it in the office. I get it. It's no big deal. Um, but it is, like, it was led with, it was, it was, it didn't go over well. So. Yeah. Because he basically just asked, like, the HR guy, like, hey, one of my guys wants to bring in a mini fridge. Is that cool? And he never answered, never answered, never answered. And nonetheless, that's, that's like its own story. But so I'm, I'm literally trying to do all these things. Well, last week, um, my boss's boss pulls me in his office and he says, okay, uh, we've noticed that you're not wearing your face coverings in the common areas like you're supposed to. He's like, even you just walking around your, your the other cubicle to come into my office, like you should have been wearing a face covering. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I understand that, but it's it's useless. There's no point. Like I told him, it's like, I don't believe in this. This is ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. not helping anything. You know, they're, they're just requests from the, the governor. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful and stay in my area as much as I can. I've literally been dehydrating myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going up to get water so I don't have to like use the restroom as much. I yeah. mean, I've literally been trying to do all the things that I can do. And he basically said, okay, well, we can't – I mean, this is my interpretation of it. He's like – basically, he's like, well, we can't fire him because we've got no grounds to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but he said, but these are these are policies and procedures that have been put in place by the president of our company. And he's like, you need to do these. And if you don't do that, that means you're unable to work. And if you're unable to work, that means you need to take personal or vacation time right? to, to be you're wanting to do that, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, I'm, I've been really, really struggling with this because in my mind, I'm like, this is wrong. Like, I shouldn't be forced to do this. Like, this is ridiculous. But on the other hand, it's like, I got bills to pay. I got child yeah. support to pay. It's like, I can't afford to like lose my job. Now, granted, if I knew that, like this was like Monday of, of this last week, yeah. you know, and, and today being Sunday, it's like, if I knew that it was over Monday, this, this following Monday, I'd have taken the, the rest of the week off just on principle. But since I don't know how long this is going to go, last, yeah, what's yeah. going on, like I don't have enough vacation time to, to be able to do that. And I've been really struggling because like what I ended up doing is that I told him I'd, I'd have to think about it. I don't know what's going on. I, I didn't tell him I was going to just comply and just do it because I don't believe in it. I think it's wrong. Yeah, right. And I've been really, really struggling with this because I ended up taking in a handkerchief. And I kind of like fold it up into like a triangle and kind of hold it up over my face as I walk around if I see somebody in the common areas. And yeah. then if I'm around, if I'm not around anybody, I just take it down because who cares? I'm not around anybody. Yeah. But if somebody's like walking by in the hallway or whatever, then I'll take it, you know, put it up to my face or whatever. I know it's not doing anything, but it's going to keep me from getting 
in trouble or yeah. have, have me like forced to take of time off. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a little bit of common sense and an accountability in there that in in my line, I refused to wear a mask. We went to Kentucky. One of the places said you can't come in without a mask, whatever. So I'm not doing it. Why fast if I go get a bandana out so we can walk in the store? I'm like, here's your bandana. She goes, you didn't grab one for yourself. Why aren't you going in with me? I'm like, because it doesn't take two people to go in and get a freaking ice cream or whatever. And I was like, if they don't want me to come in there without a mask on, I'm not going to go in and give them business then, like I was telling you about. Yeah. Except for you bought two ice cream cones. Or she so. bought two <laughs> ice creams. So she walked out and I was like, well, that defeated the purpose. And, you know, I thought she was just like, I'm like, all right, whatever. So when we go into work, they have the signs all over for social distancing stuff. They have the signs all over the place that say you have to have the mask, this, that, and the other. But if you catch certain people, including HR people or bosses or presidents or whatever the company, at certain points of the day, they don't have a mask on their face. Like, who's really enforcing this? This reminds me of the book that I've got and that I encourage everybody that's out there to read. It's called The Death of Common Sense and How Law is Suffocating America because the way we don't force things all the time or we have to do things just because of fear of litigation. Everybody throughout the company, if you see, might have the neck thing on or the mask thing on, but it's under their face or whatever else. Or if they're standing right next to shoulder to shoulder or someone, they're training them or teaching them, they might pull their thing up and cover their mouth. Or if they cough, it's they catch it in their thing or whatever. And like some people aren't wearing them at all. I like, I, I've never heard anybody say at my job, you have to have this on. I've read the signs, but I haven't seen anyone walking around policing it. Yeah, because like that's that's so, the problem that I'm having right now is like because I took a stand and wouldn't wear a mask yeah. in the office, it got me in trouble. And it's like anywhere else that I go outside of work, if they do not, if I if I can't go in for not having a mask, I will tell them I will not shop here. I will go somewhere yep. else and spend my money somewhere else. It, I literally was refused a dental cleaning last week. Because they wanted me to wear a face mask into the office, the general office, before going back into like the cleaning station, yeah. where I obviously have to take it off to get my mouth serviced because yeah. they got to get into my teeth. Right. And I'm like, no, I, I won't do that. Like, but then that, come, that comes. So they literally wouldn't let me in the office, and I'm like, that's fine. Like I'm, I'll wait until you know all this crap's over, and then I'll schedule a cleaning and, and come back in. <laughs> this is this is what I'm not. I'll stop after no, this. You're good. You. This is what has been on my mind since this all started, since this all the shutdown and everything and all this, and like how. Some people think it's literally fucking snowing or raining coronavirus. It's just falling from the sky and it's covering mm-hmm. all of us. And then they're like, you just got to cover up. You got to. There's a guy that walked in front of us when we were parked in an intersection in Wadsworth the other last week or whatever. As he's coming across in front of the vehicles, he puts his face mask on in front of the vehicles, goes through the crosswalk and all that. The minute he gets to the other side of the road at the sidewalk, face mask off, fold it up, put it right back in his pocket. I don't understand that. When you are. A protester, like the one guy we stayed with the Airbnb, had great conversation with, mm-hmm. but he would not come within six feet of distance of us because he was afraid of it. Like, dude, we're staying in your house. We're breathing in your house. We're coughing and sneezing yeah. in your house, whatever. You're afraid if, of us from if six feet. If we've got it, you're going to yeah, get it. Yeah, right. You're afraid of us from six feet away in the living room, but yet you're going out every night and protesting with 100 people or whatever it is in front of the police station next to each other in a big group. And, like, again, I don't understand this. I want to have these conversations to talk about it because yeah. this is why I'm fucking confused. If it's a mandated or a requested thing or whatever. It's not mandated. No, it's- I know. But that that's some people feel like it is. And that's what some of these people that either they've been told they have to wear one at work or whatever, or like the dental hygienists and stuff, because I have friends that I've talked about that have screamed at people for not wearing it and that it's our fault that their family might get sick and this, that, and the other. And like, I've never met your family. I haven't seen you or anybody. I'm not getting into that. But it's just like through all these things of – 
the way we as humans are doing it, you guys are confusing the shit out of me because you're listening to the governor saying it's required, requested, not required, it's requested that you would do it as to help protect other people. But then all these people aren't even doing it the right way and it's so confusing. And it's like, why do you even have one? Because our bodies have immune systems. Do you mm-hmm. guys not know how this shit works? That's the common sense that people will try to bring their statistics or whatever. Or I'm the fucking medical major when you're a accountant or something like that and all these other things. And I'm educated more than you. And I like, let me tell you, like, if you guys go out and see this stuff in the world, like, I'm so confused by this. Screaming at each other. and It's not going to help. It's three, not doing shit. Yeah. I have three points real quick. Go for it. First one being this whole coronavirus shit reminds me of the 60s because – I remember my parents telling me stories of seeing signs on buildings that said fallout shelter mm-hmm. inside. At the time, one of the biggest fears as Americans was that we would be involved in some kind of nuclear war. You know, obviously that's still a fear now, but um, I remember growing up, there was a building in downtown Worcester, Freelanders. I don't know if you guys remember Freelanders, the uh, store. Of course. No? Nope. All right. <laughs> So it was a clothing store that was okay. in Worcester from like the 20s or 30s. And in the 50s or 60s, they took the basement of that building and turned it into a fallout shelter. Okay. All right. So that way, in the event that we were ever involved in some kind of nuclear attack or whatever, you could fit like a thousand people in the basement of this building. Yeah. All right. So basically, that was one of the buildings in Worcester. And I remember walking around that store as a kid and seeing old school vintage signs that said fallout shelter and it had arrows pointing down at angles in the basement. And I asked my mom one time, I was like, what's, what's, what's up with all this stuff? What's this stuff mean? You know? And she's like, Oh, well back when we were growing up and stuff, you know, that was, uh, you know, every town had several buildings that had fallout shelters put in the basement because everybody was concerned that, we were going to get nuked, you know, nuked. So and the fear of it was, yeah, it was be everywhere because in case you need it. Yeah. So that way yeah. if you're in downtown Worcester and, yeah. you know. We'll have a fallout shelter and you yeah. can come here. Yeah. Yeah. We have a fallout shelter and you can come here. So yeah. that's kind of what it reminds me of. I think this is just our, this is just, it's just our turn for this stuff. Um, second point being, um, I, <laughs> I would rather live with dangerous freedom than peaceful slavery. We all talk about that all the all time. Right? Yeah. I will not <laughs> wear a mask. All right. It's people are like, we are putting my family at risk. Tell your fucking grandma who's 90 years old to stay, stay home. home right. Now, I feel bad. I do that she can't go out to the grocery store, to the bingo. Listen. The bingo. <laughs> the bingo, all right? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, I do feel bad because I, I wish that those people didn't have to experience those kinds of things. But we all have negative things that we have to deal with in our life, and we have to learn to accept and, and deal with those things, you know. I don't like telling people who could be at risk that, hey, you know, it's probably a good idea that you should stay home. Um, but that's part of the common sense. But that, yeah. But also, but that doesn't using. mean I should have to sit at home and fucking right. suffer and right. not be able to pay my bills because I'm 29 years old. I right. got a healthy immune system, and I can be just fine right. even after experiencing coronavirus, you know. And that's something else. I think the majority of people have already had it. Yeah. You know, my wife was extremely sick uh, from the beginning of February all the way to the end. The whole month she had I know, a, I, I ex- know a bunch of people that were super sick 
in like know, January and February. Yeah, extreme upper respiratory. So a lot of people think that it's already kind of come through this area. Yeah. yeah, you know, and she was sick for a month, fevers for days. She was, you know, acting like she had a combination of bronchitis and upper respiratory infection. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, for days she was hacking and coughing and couldn't breathe and was running fevers and just looking at her. She looked like a fucking lobster. She was beet red. And, yeah. You know, I'm like, you don't look good, sweetheart. And see, that's the, that's the thing that, the, when you said the dangerous freedoms and, and when people talk about, well, if you just put a mask on, you know, you can still have your freedoms. It's not taking away your freedoms. To do it. It's like, it's, that's not the point. It's the point of not being the sheep, not being the damn, just bend over and do whatever they say. But we were talking about this last night with the, we all possibly had it. They had giant events in January and February. Like my wife for the jobs that she does in the promos where she was at that, whatever electronics consumers thing or whatever her friends were, where they're out like, it's millions of people yeah, or whatever coming in from yeah, China yeah. and Japan and all these other places. And then they all were there and then they all scatter and they go back home or they go back to other parts of the States or wherever the people are all from. And like one of these girls that she was working with for two or three weeks in a row. And like, she was just at that event and all that. So she's thinking sick as shit. She got it to her. She was sick like that. And then my wife brought it home and we all got that early February or whatever it was. And then we all got over it. And none of this shit was being told. Nobody was screaming at each other. Nobody was shutting shit down in February. All these other things. Just like every other flu and every other season that's a virus. Like, you're not going to fucking stop a flu, guys. You know how this comes. Oh, you can help prevent it. Yeah. Drink your, your orange juice and eat your oranges and keep your immune system boosted mm-hmm. and take your vitamins and all this other stuff. And no one's fucking talking about that. And when we start talking about it, some of these asshole people just start screaming at you. Put your mask on or you're not going to prevent it. I'm like, I'm doing everything like a normal year where I would get sick and I'm preventing it. And I'm getting my sleep and my no stress and all these things and doing the exercise and the orange yep. juice and the vitamins. And you've never yelled at me the 33 years we've been in this planet or whatever, all through high school and all these other things but until the news and all this shit and the governors tell you. And now we're all fucking fighting each other, screaming and yelling at each other over this. And it's like. But even the guys in the medical, like like the the dentist and stuff, like he says, even a ninety five masks aren't going to prevent this all the way because certain masks are made for like the the drywall and all the heavier shit. Hey, it's not going like, to stop the moisture and all that. We, we like, all we all we? know we all know our friend on the podcast, Agent Tom, and <laughs> and he teaches like a lot of these things to other federal agencies of like how to prevent um, biological threats and mm-hmm. things like that, anthrax and. Whoever else knows what they were trying to use for this kind yeah. of stuff. He, he teaches these things to other like agencies, and he's like, a cloth covering is useless, one hundred percent useless. He said the N95, like the facial face respirator yeah. or whatever it's called, like an FFR or something like that, in OSHA standards, is like that might do something, but we don't know if the particles are even small enough to pass through those filters. We don't know yet. There's not been enough research, so it's like if you were doing like a like a filtering like a face respirator, it's a possibility it would do something. But a, a cloth mask that you made at home isn't doing shit. Yeah, like, right. we all know this, and that's fine. But nobody wants to listen to logic. It's, it's like the problem that I had at work. Like, I don't like how they handled it. They're like, nobody tried to see it from my point of view. They just told me, you can't do this. But if you're going to, that means you're unable to work, so you've got to take this time off. And like I said, I'm really struggling with what to do because part of me believes like, no, my freedom shouldn't be infringed on. I should have the right to do something. Like maybe I should quit my job and go somewhere else because of what they're doing. You know, but the other part of me is like, no, you've got bills to pay. Getting a new job in a, an environment like this, an economy like this, is not a good idea because things are going to slow down again later this year, next year, that we're going to have other troubles. And like, 
you'd be the first one to get laid off because now you're the new guy yeah, and all yeah, these kind yeah. of things. So it's like, shit, what do I do? It's like in the other areas of my life, it's like I'm more than willing to like not go to a business if they say, no, you have to wear a mask. Like, well, I'm not going to. Flip I'll, a coin. I'll go somewhere yeah. else, right? <laughs> Flip a coin, man. Yeah. And you know, heads, you wear the mask, tails, you don't. And whenever it lands on, you'll know what's really right in your mind because if it lands on heads up and you're happy about it, you know, all right, I'll wear the mask. If it lands tails up, all right, didn't want to wear the mask to begin with, all right. You saying that right there with the flip a coin, that makes me think of where, again, in my mind, in some of our minds in this world, it's not always just black and white. There's a gray area. And in that gray area, that middle area, that moderate, whatever, like, you can have a mask on around your neck. It's not up over your face. So you've got your mask required by work, whatever. No, you didn't wear it all day long at work. You just had it there. Please work because you had the mask around your neck. You weren't wearing it, so you were happy. You never put a fucking mask on. Mm-hmm. That's it, Everyone works out there. It's it's nice and balanced. Like, I have that neck sleeve mm-hmm. that I wear when we go out to sporting events in the winter, whatever. Well, and that's... It's, I, it's mine. I use it any other day. It's not mm-hmm. like it's something that it was forced upon me by work, so... It's well, there, pleases work, but I, I think the issue with that is though is that you can't always please everyone. Right. So you can't always be in the middle of the aisle. You right. have to pick one seat or the other. Some now, people try though. You know, and, and yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that every issue is that way where you can't have, you know, an opinion both ways. Right. But what I meant by the flip the coin thing is that ultimately what'll happen is is that as soon as you realize the outcome of that coin flip, you will in your heart's heart know which one you truly believed in because if you're happy about it you believed in it. If you think for a split second, ah, shit, that's not the side I wanted. You know that, that you didn't really agree with that point to begin with. So essentially what you're doing is determining in your heart's heart what you truly feel simply by flipping a coin. And whether you agree or disagree with the outcome will tell you your true intentions. Again, though, you can figure it out. It's not that hard, right? Like we we can do this. The problem is I already know what I believe in. It's like, and I'm already doing stuff that I don't believe in just so I don't get fired, essentially. it's, And I feel like a coward well, for doing it. But I do think that there are all times where we have to do shit we don't want to do. Yeah, and like, and that was kind of like I was talking to our, our, my father-in-law and a good friend of mine who both are struggling with the same kind of thing with their work. And they're like, hey, pick and choose your battles. And this may not be the one to go mm-hmm. out on your shield. You know, maybe there's bigger ones coming yeah. down the road yeah. to really take a stand on. But so this one, it's like, I'm kind of pacifying. Like I said, I'm doing enough to probably not get fired. We'll find out because I did see HR the other the other day, and I, I kind of had my my, uh, my bandana close to my face, but it wasn't up at my face. And I saw him kind of put it up towards my face. It wasn't really covering my face, but it was, it was enough that he couldn't see my mouth. So maybe, that, maybe it'll be enough that I don't get in trouble. We'll find out. I don't know. Still no. struggling with that. I'm sure – Lots of others struggling with the same one. All right. Let's yeah. wrap this bitch up. We've been <laughs> rambling on. Holy shit. Almost two hours now. Oh, my God. All right. Sorry, uh, people. <laughs> uh, Jake, you have any closing thoughts? Be good people. Be good I'm people. I'm going to stick to it. Stick to it. Cop out. <laughs> I'm going to stick to it. Ethan? Uh, love your neighbor. Live free. And uh, protect yourself. Hoorah. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, boyos. This was a shit ton of fun. I love that. Uh, let's get together in a couple of weeks and kind of recap and see where we're at with all the protests and the riots. Yeah. And obviously, we'll see where things are going with the shop yeah. and get more classes up and running. And we need to go out the range one of these days. Like, I need to get Any some. Anytime, man. I need to get some practice in. I've not been shooting near as much as I should be. I'd love to get some drills and stuff from you, yeah. like things I need to be working on on my own. I've got a couple different places I could go shoot now. 
But well, it'd, be, it'd be fun uh, to get out. And go to, we'll make another day where we'll go to the range, and then afterwards we can come down and have a little chat. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, <laughs> be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. You, you guys are more than welcome to come along, too. I'd, I'd appreciate the hell out of that. Get some pew-pews right. going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we have to, uh, for, for this episode. That was listen, that was a blast. Yep. Sitting here smiling. That was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. So, all right. We'll see you guys next time. all right well that wraps up another great episode i love sitting down and talking with those boyos man oh man did i have a good time hopefully you guys enjoyed that half as much as i did because i can't wait to go back and listen to this one again now, if you're still listening, I greatly appreciate you and all of your support, but I still need your help. If you could please go out and leave the show five-star reviews, that really helps to bump things up in the rankings so that hopefully new people will check out the show. And as always, please share it with your friends, talk about it, share it on social media, do all that kind of good stuff. And let's really promote this show out to people that you think will like it or maybe even people that you think won't like it. And I'd love to hear some discussions on that aspect and, and kind of the, the counterpoint of view and maybe see what I'm missing because Lord knows, like, I've, I've got a lot to learn and I could certainly be missing uh, some really good perspectives on all things that are happening for sure, especially of all the things that are going on right now. But that's all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. <laughs>